On this episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast, we're doing our annual Christmas episode. And I say, Bah Humbug! Attention planet Earth and beyond! Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer Yep, it's that time of year. It's Christmas time. Time for joy and time for cheer. Although I I don't know what there is to be cheery about. The holidays are nothing more than just propaganda run by big business to add to their bottom line. And I'm just so sick. What's that noise? Is that a ghost? And say Mike. It is I, old podcast partner, Bob Cratchit. I've come to warn you. You've lost your way. You must learn the true meaning of Christmas horror movies before it's too late. Tonight you'll be visited by... Six podcast ghosts. First will be the ghost of Stabbed by Icicles... Jason Bollinger. Hey everybody, how's it going? The next ghost will be the ghost of deranged Santa Claus slashers, Terry Turford. <laughs> Hello. Followed by the ghost of Impaled by Antlers, Brian Clark. It's beginning to look <laughs> a lot like Fishman. <laughs> that the ghost of killer mutant snowman John Stalter Merry Fistmas everyone <laughs> Then there's the ghost of rampaging Krampus Dustin Neal <laughs> What's up everybody And lastly the scariest one of them all the ghost of sugar plums dancing in your heads Justin Bean <laughs> How's everybody doing? Good. Good. That was spooky. I know, right? Merry <laughs> Christmas, everybody. It's time for our annual Christmas episode. And like Jason and I were talking about before the episode, this is nice because it's, like, uh, it's like we're having our own Christmas party, but we actually don't have to see each other. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Best of both worlds. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about some Christmas mo- Christmas horror movies. We might get into some stuff we've talked about in the past, but we also wanted to make sure that we kept things fresh. So we did come up with like a list, and when I say we, I meant me. Uh, came up with a list of of movies that I know we haven't talked about on this show before, so we can get into those. But first, it's time for a little bit of um, killer news. Now it's time for killer news. Straight from the headlines on Attack of the Killer Podcast. Our top story tonight horror icon Justin Beam had a birthday Yay! today. Yay! <laughs> I mean, it's been a few days now. By the well, time but here they are. As we are recording, he turned. 
It's big news. Four. Big news in the horror world. So let's all let's all sing him happy birthday, everybody, right here on the show. It's right Anna. here on streaming. And oh a one, and a two, and a happy, happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. You guys are the best. <laughs> Just the best. Damn it, we made him cry. I think that's all the farther we can go without having to pay any copyright. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome, buddy. Happy birthday. And um, <laughs> Turn it over to the roving reporter on the street. Who's got some news in the video game world of horror. Over to Dustin Neal. Dustin? This just in. No, actually, no, it's not. Uh, but anyway, yeah, some cool video game news came um, since the last time we recorded, and I felt like we should bring it up because it is horror related. Uh, the new Friday the Thirteenth game, which is still in development, uh, has been delayed, but it's for a good reason. It's because they are going to put a single player function into this game, so you can. Basically, you don't have to play with anybody else. It was a, uh, it was a, a it's a group game where everyone uh, is a character. There's somebody as Jason. There's somebody as the camp counselor. There's somebody's you know the jock. You know it goes on and on, and everybody gets to play a character, and and you got to get away from Jason. That's all the game was going to be. So they delayed it because they got more money, and they decided to make a full game story where it's just a single-player mode. And when they did that, they added Tommy Jarvis, which is, for some reason, Woo! everybody's favorite Friday the 13th character. And did you say for they could have went. What's that? Did you say for some reason? For some reason, yes. <laughs> for some reason because he's fucking down. awesome. It's okay, Mike. It's, uh, uh, there's people so have many opinions, too. Uh, anyway... There's a there's about three roads they could have taken with this because um, we there are three Tommy Jarvises and Tommy Jarvis's arses. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> the uh, the one they went with was Tom York. And that's uh, you know or not Tom York. That is not the person's name. I'm gonna say. Yeah, the soundtrack. Uh, I've already, I said his name earlier before we started this, and now Tom it's Matthews. out of my Tom head. Tom Matthews. Tom Matthews. Yes. They have taken That's his likeness and his voice to put in the game. And I've already seen some of the video footage and heard some of the audio. It looks really cool. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I was kind of waiting for them to put Tommy Jarvis into the game. Um, I can't believe that they didn't do the Corey Feldman because it seems like he's always in some way wanted to get back into the series somehow. And they kind of snubbed them again with this. But I think this is probably the right way to go. And if you guys watch the video, I think you'll think you'll agree with me that this is what they probably should have done. But, yeah, that's going to be fun. I think that's going to be fun. That doesn't come out until, like, maybe spring now. So I, I think it's worth the wait. I've already pre-ordered slash done their Kickstarter. And you still can, too. Um, it's a backer... I can't remember what the what it's called, but it's like a backer starter thing. It's the, the kind of like a fundraiser that goes on after Kickstarter, that where they can continue to get money and there's no basically there is no timeline like there would be on Kickstarter. So 
you can still go and pre-order it. You can still get the money, and the more money they get, the more badass this game's going to be. But uh, moving on. Uh, uh, real, real quick, Dustin. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Yes, that's all right. I just have a question. I don't know if you've, you've heard or not, but uh, any plans of there being a physical format of this game? Ah, yes, there is. And if you go to their okay. website, <clears throat> the, uh, the uh, Friday13thGame.com, I believe what it is, uh, you can get a physical copy. You can get a digital copy. It's for the PS4, the Xbox, the PC. Um, you know, they've, they've covered pretty much all the platforms uh, for gaming. Um, and, it, and you know, the, the, the physical copy is obviously more expensive. And you can get up to, like, a metal book copy. They have an art book. They have a soundtrack. You can get. I mean, there's so many cool things that they've done with this uh, to help raise money to make the game that they're so cool there's so many cool things you can get their their beta starts uh this month and for those of you out there who don't know what that means it means they're giving a uh a release of the game to certain people in uh that who were that donated so you get to actually play it and see some of the bugs and some of the things that are you know awful with the game before <laughs> it comes out so uh, so yeah that's coming out as well Cool. All right. Cool. So, some of my favorite news, and I'll make this quick, um, is because this is just an announcement, but they recently released a video for The Last of Us 2. And I think this is incredibly important because The Last of Us, the first game, it is so fucking good, you guys. I know not all you guys on this show are video games, but if you were to ever have the opportunity to have either a PS3 or a PS4, you have to play this game. Put it on its easiest setting just to experience the story mode. It, just the story of it is absolutely it's, incredible. It is so one of the good. best games of the last, what, 20 years? Has to be. Ever? Has to be. I mean, it's, Hands down. I know people that, well, I mean, my buddy's a PC gamer, but he's just like, I don't want to buy a console, I don't want to buy a TV, but can I just sit there and watch you play this game so I can get the story? And I'm like, whatever, dude. Yeah. Like, however you ingest this game, I'm cool with it. It's just that fucking good. <clears throat> yeah, I, I can't wait for it. The video, if you take a look at it, um, you can see that, you know, Ellie is, uh, which is, you know, pretty much the, the main character other than Joel, um, is back. I mean, they're all, it looks, you know, all the same characters are back. Uh, she's older. Um, she's playing the guitar, she's singing a song, and there's just a bunch of dead people around her. You really don't know what happens. And I won't ruin the, the trailer because the line at the end of the trailer is so impactful that it's just so badass, so cool. And you can find this anywhere. Just go to YouTube and search for The Last of Us 2 trailer. Um, I think this is going to be so huge. I, it has a lot to live up to because The Last of mm -hmm. Us was, you know, came out of nowhere and did so well that um, this is, you know, they're going to have to hype this up, but it's going to have to live up to the hype of the first one. And I don't know. I, I actually, I just can't wait. I, I hope they release a, a release date for it soon. Yeah, like three years from now. <laughs> Probably, yeah. And it will be worth the wait. <clears throat> for shizzle. Well, um, real quick, they, they teased uh, the game back in, what, September? And nobody noticed. Did they? Did you, did you hear about that? Yeah. So for whatever day, I don't remember what it was, they had a, this this new poster of a hand, you know, I think a, uh, a blade or whatever. I can't remember what the deal was. And it said The Last of Us below it. 
Well, it's the same tattoo on the arm that Ellie has in the uh, trailer. Oh, cool. Yeah. And everybody's like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> like, holy shit, they teased this back in September and we didn't notice? I thought nice. that was great. Nice. Man. Should be good. That wraps up killer news for this episode. And before we get into our topic for this episode, uh, I want to mention Patreon. You can donate to Attack of the P- Killer podcast and help us uh, build a better and stronger podcast <clears throat> um, by donating. And you get extra goodies with that too, including um, bonus episodes. So just go to patreon.com backslash A-O-T-K-P check it out also uh, a reminder that we are now part of the phantom podcast network and there's a ton of amazing it's an awesome channel it's got a ton of amazing podcasts on it um, i'd highly recommend uh if you're not already on that site check it out uh downright creepy.com backslash phantom so check it out good stuff and we are so excited to be part of the Phantom Podcast family. So. <clears throat> That's right. Okay, so it's Christmas time. Time for Christmas. I'm dreaming of a bloody Christmas. So I wanna I wanna bring up one right away. Um I don't know if anybody had a chance to see it, but it's probably out of the list that I provided for you guys, the list that I came up with. Other than Good Tidings, which we'll get into, it's probably my favorite one that I had seen. Um, and it was, And I found it on Shudder, and it's called A Christmas Tale. Did anybody else get a chance to watch this? Nope. Nope. Okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> no, it's fine because I want to. Uh, that's why I want to bring it up now. I just, I really want to recommend this movie to you guys. Now, if you're looking for, if you're, if you're looking for, um, you know, a lot of really good Christmas vibes in your Christmas horror movies, um, you're not gonna get. You're not. Damn it! You're not gonna get that with this movie at all. Um, it really has no business being called a Christmas tale because there's really, it, there's no feeling of Christmas in this movie whatsoever except for the fact that the main antagonist of this movie just happens to be dressed as Santa Claus. <clears throat> but I love this movie. It's really good. It, it's, it's a foreign film, so it's all subtitled. It's currently streaming on Shudder. If you if any if anybody has Shutter out there, if you don't, I highly recommend it. Like every time I go there now, I just get more and more impressed every single time. I freaking love that <clears throat> love that channel. Anyway, um, but it, it's really got a, uh, a Stranger Things slash Super Eight slash you know Goonies vibe oh, to wow. it. You know, it's a it's a group of kids, um, you know, best friends. And it even takes place in, like, 1985 or something like that. The magic year. Yeah, apparently. All of these movies of, like, nowadays of, uh, of you know, young children take place in, in, in the mid-80s. Um, and they're, they're hanging out in the woods. They're kind of biking through the woods. And they find this giant hole 
in the woods, and they, they look down the hole, and they, they see a body down there just as Santa Claus. And they realize it's this, this woman, and they, they uh, just as Santa, and they're trying to help her get out of the hole. You know, and she's all hurt and everything. But then they then they find out that that she's wanted for stealing like a million dollars from some bank or something like that. <clears throat> and so they don't let her out of the hole, and they basically keep her captive down there until they until she tells them where the money's at. And and it's just it's just a really cool. The kids in it are amazing. They're so good. Uh, the acting is so good because they're just kind of like you're kind of you know some of them want to help this woman. The others like no, we want to get that money. You know, and they're like, well, if we let her out, you know, she's gonna kill us, or you know, um, and others like, no, we gotta do the right thing, and and then it takes like a weird turn where the girl, where the woman, um, well, okay, well, okay, I kind of forgot this part. The movie opens with like a fake movie within the movie, and it's like some zombie film, and it kind of has like a. Uh, like a 70s aesthetic look to it um and and basically it's it, it's this zombie flick and that these kids uh are all wanting to watch and one of them has a uh uh dub of it off of cable on VHS and they're kind of passing it around well a couple of the kids that are really obsessed with this movie there's like this like séance that happens in the movie where it resurrects the dead so they do the seance because they think the woman in the hole is dead at one point in the movie. And they do the seance that's in the that's in this fake movie, and try to try to bring her back. And so when she ends up not being dead and 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 has escaped from the hole, they think now she's a zombie. And but you know she's just uh, like all banged up, hurt, and everything. And so it's kind of cool because they don't really they don't say she's a zombie they don't but they don't say she's not a zombie, and she starts hunting them down with this like pickaxe through this abandoned uh, amusement park and it's just you know the location is of it's really cool and all this shit and they do all this uh, all these really neat tricks to try to like stop her and and kill her and stuff. Then it takes a really weird turn at the end that I don't I don't want to spoil for you guys, but I really loved this movie. Again, um, it, I don't really think it belongs on this list, other than the fact that she's dressed as Santa and that uh, it's called a Christmas Tale. Um, but it's not doesn't have any feeling of Christmas whatsoever. But uh, but damn, it was a good movie. I would I highly recommend it. You guys check it out. Sounds really cool. Awesome. <clears throat> So yeah. Yeah. So what else do we want to talk about? Where do we want to get get started with this conversation? Uh, Brian, you want to start us off? Oh, okay. If you insist. <laughs> so who, who who watched Elves? Me. The most glorious shit fest. Oh my god! It's so awesome. It's yeah. <laughs> Anyone else? <laughs> yep. I was too scared to watch it because you and Mike were so excited about it. So. <laughs> that's always a sign. That's. Yep, that's. No, this. I mean, Good if choice, nothing Kevin. else, seeing Grizzly Adams say with a completely straight face, I need to know the connection between the elves and the Nazis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, am I sorry, but. I'm sorry, but 
Does anybody actually remember any old Grizzly Adams episodes? I just remember the beard. Was he that bad of an actor on that show, too? Like It was the 70s, so probably. Holy shit, is he bad. <laughs> and I just You're wonder... You're the oldest one here, so, I mean... I remember that show it, being on TV, and I think I've watched it, but even that is kind of old for my memory. Um... And so I don't really, I mean, I mean, I, I could definitely pick him out in the lineup that, yes, that's Grizzly Adams by far, but I could not tell you anything about the show. I kind of want to see if I can find some episodes just to see. Because, like, I, I you know, and okay, I'm thinking a kid's br- in a kid's brain here, but, like, I remember that show being extremely popular. And what a fall yeah, from I mean, grace for, for that guy, you know, who hadn't done really shit except for shit like this since. I think that's probably something to do with it. I'm, I'm guessing what you're seeing there is not... And, and I've actually never seen Grizzly Adam, so I have no idea. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that what you're seeing is not so much a lack of talent as a lack of enthusiasm, coupled with an acknowledgement that this is what I have to do to keep the heat on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you totally get that vibe, but then there's like certain certain things I see in the... in the quote-unquote performance that makes me think, like, is this something that he's contributing to this? And if that's the case, that would take some form of effort. You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, like, just generally, by and large, he's, like, reciting lines off of a page and, you know, can't wait till till the next meal break. But but then, like, there's, 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 there's certain things where it's like, this seems like an actor's choice, and why is he choosing to do anything? Yeah, the for those of you who haven't seen it, the the idea is Grizzly Adams plays um, this alcoholic ex detective uh, named what is his name uh, Mike McBeardo McGavin Mike Mc I kept I kept wanting to call him McGruff for some reason <laughs> Mike McGavin and he uh, is is out of work and is trying to get a, a security guard job at the mall for Christmas time. And just so happens that their mall Santa gets killed, unbeknownst to everyone but the audience as of yet, by a genetically engineered super soldier Nazi elf, (laughs) which is portrayed by one of the most stiff and inexpressive rubber puppets you will ever see. See, Terry, you need to watch this movie. The Devil from Rock and Roll Nightmare might be a little worse, but not by much. Um, it makes yeah. it makes the hobgoblins look like gremlins. Yes, it does. Oh my God. <laughs> and so, um, also working at this mall is this girl named Kristen, whose grandfather was a Nazi geneticist who was responsible for the Third Reich's uh, plan to take over the world with elves. I guess um, <laughs> it, it, it makes not a lot of sense. Uh, it was written and directed by Jeffrey Mandel, who didn't really do any other horror stuff. He was mostly involved in eighties and nineties direct to video sci-fi and action movies. Um, he also did some soundtrack work and wrote a lot of episodes of TV shows that no one's ever heard of or cared about or watched. Um, but the really messed up part of this movie hmm is that there is so much sexual baggage in this flick. I'm pretty sure Freud's corpse got a boner and then spontaneously combusted in its grave. (laughs) 
So let's wow. peel back a few layers of this perverted Nazi incest onion, shall we? Yep, incest <laughs> is correct. The first taste of the weirdness to come is Kristen's little brother spying on her in the shower. And oh when my he god! Gets up, right? And when he gets caught, you know, he does. It's. It's. You guys have seen Funhouse, right? The Toby Hooper movie? Oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Like an, it's like an ickier version of the scene from that. Because in that movie, the little kid is. I don't know if he's so much maliciously perving on his sister as trying to scare her. It still comes off as gross, but not mm-hmm. gross here. But in this movie, where the brother gets caught and she calls him a pervert, he goes, I'm not a pervert. I like looking at naked girls. And you've got fucking big tits, and I'm going to tell everyone I saw them. <laughs> and he's pretty much directly quoting it, guys. That is what this little that, little boy says to his sister. That Yeah, that was uncomfortable. <laughs> so later on, Kristen and her friends are planning on breaking back into the mall uh, to with their boyfriends to have a little after hours party kind of you know uh, chopping mall style and when they're talking about what they're going to do and you know her two friends are of course the promiscuous ones because they're the friends of the main character in a movie like this and she tells him that she's saving herself for someone special that will become horrifyingly important <laughs> later on in the in the meantime her mom her mom is completely irrationally awful to her all she the time. She is the biggest bitch in, just, of I all mean, of bitches. Right? And everyone in this movie is awful. Every single person in this movie, except for Kristen, is just a utter shitbag. Well, and Grizzly Adams, but he just kind of... He, I question why he's even in this movie, to be honest yeah, with you. Cause, like, you His could, character serves no purpose. No, and and there's an opportunity for such scenery chewing from that character, but he's just mm-hmm. like he's asleep through most of the movie. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Kristen sneaks into her grandfather's study at the beginning of the movie uh, to look at some of his old books and stuff, which she's been told is you know completely off limits. And to punish her for that, she steals all the money from her savings account and then drowns her cat in the toilet while she's at work. Yep. Which. That- that's good old uh, mom for you. Oh, wait a minute. Wait. Did I say grandfather? I meant father. Her <laughs> mom hates her because she's her sister mom, and grandpa dad loves Kristen more. Ew! Ew! Yep, so basically, we learn in the third act that uh, grandpa is actually Kristen's dad because as part of this whole creating the master race that they plan to do with these, like... Uh, genetically empowered um, elves is that he impregnated his own daughter right they had to keep the bloodline as pure as possible so that when the time was right the evil nazi elf could be resurrected because it's been hibernating in their backyard for 40 years it could be resurrected and find in Kristen a viable mate with whom to create the master race of Aryan elf people to destroy the world. See, their offspring will be part elf, part human, and I guess they assumed that would just end up looking like Legolas from Lord of the Rings. I don't know. <laughs> Trump's kids? <clears throat> right. <laughs> now, n- now, what? Am, am I missing something when, they, when the elf got resurrected? That was Kristen's fault, though, right? She yes, had taken she... the one of the books and with her friends in the backyard started this whole like seance thing for what right. purpose? Well, they have some weird like cuz she keeps coming up with like they call themselves one thing at the beginning and then while they're putting on makeup in the mall with, 
when they've broken in and they're waiting for their boyfriend, she's like, oh, I've come up for a, with a new name for us, the Masters Without Slaves. So, like, she and her two friends aren't just three high school girlfriends. They're like some sort of uh, gang, I guess, or maybe cult, I don't know, because the book she took from her grandfather's study has... On the cover, there were something like sort of swastikas and she drew over it and like she drew this sort of like wannabe Frank Frazetta fantasy Red Sonia type girl on it with the swastikas where her boobs are like so they yeah. kind of show through her boobs because they color them in later like look this book was a Nazi thing like she didn't notice that while she was drawing the boobs on them <laughs> and so so they read a random page out of this book thinking I, I guess like high schoolers do uh, that reading random incantations from books that you don't understand will turn you into Valkyries? I don't know. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. It, it doesn't was- make any sense. Um, well, I mean, I can swallow most of the logic of this movie, but the motivation of those three girls to do that seance in the backyard, they were calling themselves the Sisterhood of Anti-Christmas, first of all. Yeah, um, that's what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, the motivation for them to do that and how um how convenient it is for them to happen to do the incantation to bring about the elf around around the time of one christmas and two the time when um the elf needs to come and and uh oh, and it does <laughs> <laughs> yeah i realized as soon as i said that you know, just how convenient is they just happen to resurrect the elf with that same spell at the time when the elf is planned to come back anyway? Yeah. So, <laughs> if you can swallow the logic of most of the rest of this movie, you have a stronger gullet than I, sir, because, uh, goddamn, like, none of the character motivation in this makes a lick of sense, except for Grizzly Adams wanting a job so he doesn't have to live on the street. <laughs> yeah. But... Okay, so the thing about Kristen wanting to save herself for someone special. Well, at the end of the movie, when the elf has, has caught up to them out in the woods and it's, you know, going to attack them because, you know, there's several people out there. They couldn't just kick it to death. I don't know. I guess it's really strong or something. But Kristen realizes she can distract the elf while the others go back to the house and retrieve something called the elf stone from Grandpa's dad's laboratory. <laughs> Grandpa Dad. <laughs> because, the, because the elf will not kill her. She is its mate. So they run back to the house and get the, the crystal, and they come back. And when they get back and hand her the crystal, the elf is just sort of standing over her, sort of lovingly stroking its fingers along her cheek. And she manages to kill it by stabbing the ground where it came out of with the stone or some bullshit. <coughs> Yeah. But none of it none of it matters because over the end credits we see footage of a glowing orange fetus that pretty clearly means she distracted the elf by sacrificing her virginity to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem is she's still not going to be prepared for her first human lover because it's just got a tiny little elf dick. Uh, and um, and he's quite There's the- another joke in there somewhere but I'm going to leave you alone. <laughs> And that elf is quite the player too. He's got some. He's got some sweet moves. I love how he offered her a bug to eat. Yes. <laughs> As a way well, of courting her. 
He's like making moves on her and rubbing on her, and then he sees this bug and picks it up and hands it to her, like, "Hey, baby, hey, about yeah. a snack before we do this." You know, Terry's <laughs> never gonna watch this movie now, but you should because it's amazing. It is <laughs> amazing. It is one of the most amazingly bad movies. Uh, just ridiculous on every level. I had it had been two years since I'd seen this because I, I scrounged up a VHS copy many many moons ago, and then. That, I don't know, got lost or sold or something. But a couple of years ago, I found this print on YouTube and showed it to some friends on New Year's Eve, and they were all appropriately gobsmacked. And in that intervening two years, I remembered the bad performances and the crappy rubber elf. I forgot how gross this movie is. (laughs) It was just really, really unpleasant in the best way. (laughs) I I just want to know one thing. When is Vinegar Syndrome going to put out a Blu-ray? Because if anybody's going to do this shit-fest justice, it's them. Like, it's right up their alley. Yeah, somebody needs to clean clean this print up so we can see that puppet's lazy eye even better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, a final little observation here. <laughs> when At one point, McGavin goes to a library because he's told to go talk to this... <laughs> Dude, and he knows all about the elves. So he goes to the library, and he asks the guy, where where can I find all your occult materials? And he's told to look in section 666, because it's a cheap horror movie, so of course he is. I imagine he was probably sort of surprised to discover that Division 660 in the Dewey Decimal System is actually chemical engineering, with section 666 specifically referring to ceramics, which I guess could come in handy if he wanted to build the elf a toilet down which to flush the script of this idiotic movie. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. There's like moments in this movie that I'm like, is this supposed to be funny? (laughs) <laughs> you have those moments a lot more nowadays. I don't think so. I mean, there's some lines that I swear it's it, it had to have been written for comedy, but it it fails on both levels though. I don't know why we're not doing a doing a commentary for it. Oh yeah, no way Terry has to watch it. We totally yeah. should. She'll just fall asleep again. <laughs> Sorry, Terry. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, definitely gotta check out Elves, man. And first of all, the movie's bullshit right from the title. Because it's just one. one Yeah, there's only one Elf. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Can you imagine, though, if it was just called Elf? How people would confuse it with the the, uh, happy Elf movie? I know. Somebody would be trying to download an illegal copy and they get this. I want that to happen. (laughs) Somebody's going to set their kids down in front of a safe hour and 40 minutes of Will Ferrell shenanigans and come back partway through. Yeah. Like, uh, honey, what did you do? I just, I I wish that happened. I I, I just hope there's people out there that that happened with Jack Frost. Oh yeah, they're getting the Michael Keaton movie, and they walk in on their kids seeing seeing Shannon Elizabeth getting raped by a snowman. Yeah, well, it got one of my friends because I I took a picture of my my stack of uh, Christmas horror movies, which I still forgot some. And Jack Frost was in there, and he's like, "Oh my God, no!" And I'm like, "You're thinking of Michael Keaton?" <laughs> oh, okay. I was kind of worried there for a second. Little does he know, if he'd actually watched the uh, Jack Frost. 
he'd probably still hate that one. But. And, to, and to be honest, the snowman in the Michael Keaton Jack Frost is creepier than the one in the horror movie Jack Frost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, elves. Let's do it. Commentary track. Let's go. We, oh, we have to. We have to oh, have I think it'd be so much to fun. do before. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> Justin, have you ever seen elves? See there. No. Nope. Fall asleep. <laughs> okay. I guess not. Um, <clears throat> He's typing. He doesn't want. I guess he doesn't want to talk. He's like, or he doesn't like elves, which is a completely reasonable reaction yes. to elves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Terry, what other movies should we talk about? Oh, well, um, watched this one movie called To All a Good Night. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yep. So you watched that plain piece of crap, but you didn't watch elves? Come on. <laughs> You and I, Mike well, talk you know. too much shit about it. That scares us. <laughs> so that's just the barometers. If Mike or I are really excited to watch yes. something, the rest of you are yes. like, nope. I've, yeah, I, I've, I've punked Terry way too many times for her to yeah. ever trust me. Uh, she, she knows better. <laughs> I, just, I just know. Although when, she like, still fell for her to all good night. But I, I, know. I, I like that well, movie for I mean, all its crappiness. Yeah. I didn't understand what was happening. I don't even remember half of it. It's now that it's really <laughs> dark. They, they need somebody needs to clean that print up yeah. if even that's it was possible. Really hard to see I'm, half of it. For I'm sure. gonna buy the Blu-ray, so I don't I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> so it might be there. There is a Blu-ray of it. Yeah, yeah. who put mm-hmm. it out? Uh, it might be uh, Kino. Okay. Well, let me know if they. I'm trying to remember. It's, yeah, I've been meaning to buy it, but. If you get it, let me know if the print looks any good. Because, yeah, it's just so dark. It's so hard to well, see. Well, let's be honest here. It's a slasher, sort of. And it's a Christmas slasher. So I'm <clears> going <throat> to buy it. Of course. <laughs> it's of just, course. Yeah, I, I have to have it for my collection, whether I like it or not. But, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they cleaned it up a little bit. I mean, it's just so Can't incredibly be, dark yeah. on YouTube. I mean, it's such a horrible print. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's VHS. So yeah, I was going to say, I'm assuming it's a VHS rip. So. Um, but that movie's pretty inept. And it was uh, directed by David Hess. I know. Sorry, David Hess. I know. And I love David Hess, so, like, I'm totally on board with this movie, but, like, yeah, and it's such a bummer he never did any any other directing. Can we can we talk about the song real quick? That's the that's I, the most fucked up part for me in the whole thing. That is literally the worst song I've ever heard in a movie. In the history of movies, that is it's, the worst it's song like ever. Twenty seconds long, thirty seconds, and it's. I swear the guy made it up as oh. he was going along. Like, oh, I gotta do a song right now. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I'm the guy sing, on the guitar. Yeah, and we're singing, <laughs> and I'm strumming, and we're done. All right, cool. See, that's my biggest takeaway of this whole movie. I'm like, David Hess, who has written songs for Elvis Presley, let that pass in his directorial debut. Maybe he was just like, fuck it, I don't I don't care, I'm not getting paid enough for this shit. Has to be, right? Either that or there's really good cocaine on that set. But Because even the music, just in general, is not good. The, some but of I it's stolen. Want sound- oh, was it? Some of it's stolen from um um God dead God damn it I can't remember the name of the uh, 
there's another horror movie around that same, like, within a year or two that literally uses the exact same, some of the exact same score. Shit. Ah, it'll come to me later, like, when we're done recording. But yeah, no, yeah, some of the music's straight up lifted from other movies. Well, like, I almost wondered if the YouTube version, like, cut in at a weird time. I don't, like, the begin, like, the opening sequence. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I mean, it was just, like, a weird vignetted, if that's the right word. Is that the right word? Because aren't they, like... It's girls at a college, like that are out in the middle of nowhere or whatever. I don't. Yeah, well, they're at what a sorority it? house, and it's like a girl like gets bullied off of the balcony or something. Oh yeah, I kind of missed that part sort apparently because all of a sudden, you know, that's sort, being yeah, brought up. Like, like, wait, what? It took like it took me like later on in the movie to figure out what had actually happened at the beginning because yeah. I couldn't tell. <laughs> like, it was edited so bad. I, yeah, it was bad. I think we can agree on with this movie, other than that it's it's not good, is uh, Jennifer Runyon mm-hmm. is adorable. Yeah. yeah, and she was also in Carnosaur, which made me kind of wish the killer had been a Deinonychus in a Santa Claus outfit. <laughs> that would have been awesome. What's creepy that, is... Oh, go, Brian. I was just going to say that opening part where they're chasing, like, the college girls are chasing the one girl up the stairs and they, like taunt her off the balcony or whatever mm-hmm. they, they must be like rhubarbing running up the stairs like because they're just it's all a gabble of people yelling stuff and i swear at least a couple of them are just yelling sorority sorority over and over again <laughs> 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 that's not what you yell okay no what i was gonna say was uh i watched that movie on uh sunday afternoon on youtube turn it off and uh, the channel that was on was MeTV or whatever the hell it is. And it had a very Brady Christmas on there. And Jennifer Runyon played Cindy. No. <laughs> I'm like, nice. what the fuck? Like, nice. This is weird. That is weird. Like, well, okay. But it was nice seeing, you know, a, I guess a, a better looking picture of her. Because, man, that shit on YouTube looks horrible. Mm. But, yeah, that was very bizarre. <clears throat> Crazy. I totally figured out. I mean, spoiler alert. Like, well, I figured. I figured out one of the killers pretty early on. I, I was watching it with Jason. And I'm like, she, she's the killer. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, maybe. oh yeah, that's right. We're watching a movie. It's horror <laughs> movie that people are things are happening in. That I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was weird, but Spoiler it was inter- It's not it, good. <laughs> it was entertaining enough, though. Like after it got less confusing, ish. I don't know. <laughs> it's definitely uh, a confusing mess of a slasher. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and just kind of, kind of blah as a slasher too. I mean, there's really nothing that makes it stand out amongst the. The crowd There's no of slashers. Kills. There's no <clears throat> yeah. memorable killer. David Hess. Yeah, it's and that's f- that's a, that's the. I, how could you let yeah. that happen? I don't, drugs, man. Uh, 
It does say in IMDb the film was shot in 10 days, so maybe it was just kind of like, yeah, here's a paycheck. But That's a fast shoot. Yeah. But it still sucks that, yeah, that's... Yeah. But, yeah, his only ever chance ever to direct, you would think he would, you know, just go for it. I mean, he could have done something glorious and... Nope. But who knows? Who knows what the circumstances were, you know? Well, yeah. You know, I would assume if you have a 10-day shoot, you have nothing for a budget, and yeah. Spend more on coke. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But it's a Killer Santa movie, so there's that. It's true. Sort of. And it's... It's not every day you see the killer Santa murder somebody with an airplane. That's true. Probably <laughs> That's the true. coolest kill in the whole movie. When that, I, it, yeah, this right. goddamn thing was so dark, I could not keep any of the characters straight. I had no idea who was who or any, no. even what anyone's name was, other than that one girl, Melody, because people kept making jokes about her name, like, I could whistle that tune and shit. <laughs> <laughs> More entertaining than the movie. That mechanic guy who apparently just, like, while everyone else was inside partying, slept outside under the airplane. <laughs> from I from guess. Yeah. Suggested. And he's trying to get it going, and they look up, and the, the Santa killer's in the cockpit looking down at him. And he had plenty of time to move, but he didn't. He just stands there and cranks up the engine and cuts back to the Santa killer sitting cockpit and just blood and chunks of shit spray all over the side of the plane that was awesome so yeah maybe i will buy the blu-ray just to just to see that part in high yeah yeah there was a good 10 15 minutes it felt like it was just black and i was listening to a radio show of this movie <laughs> yeah Did somebody leave the lens cap on what's going on right now yeah. probably well and i mean spoiler alert again um but <laughs> The whole thing is a spoiler alert, let's be real. Yeah. Um, the one of the killers, <clears throat> spoiler alert, is a woman, which is, like, a little different. You know, you don't see that too terribly often. One of the mass slashers is a woman. No, and that was, like, one of the things, too, in a lot of those, like, those early 80s um, churning them out slasher films was... What what kind of crazy twist can we have with our slasher? And so I, I'm wondering if that was what they were really banking on with this movie, is not only a the killer is female, but b there's more than one. So yeah, there was. Yeah. Yeah, the husband was the other one. Oh, yeah, everything was so dark, hus- and I stopped paying attention. The- <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's the it was the mom of the girl who got pushed off the balcony, who was also she's like the new the housekeeper lady or whatever. But then her husband, aka the police detective, was also one. Yeah, <laughs> it's just all over the place. That's how, yeah, that's uh, that's how much I paid attention. <laughs> I mean, I tried, but. So yeah. we we can go from one slasher in a sorority house movie to another and talk about the Black Christmas remake. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 that was awesome. You didn't like it, John? Oh my god, I thought it I mean, 
I saw it a long time ago while I was shit-faced with my stepbrother. Like, we happened to be on TV. And I'm like, mm-hmm. fine, I'll finally watch this. Didn't like it. So I watched it again yes, uh, yesterday. Uh-huh. Guess what? You still don't like fucking it? hate it even more. Oh, even more? Oh, my fucking God. I fucking hated that oh. shit fest. I, uh, there were, I mean, some of the deaths were cool and everything, but way <laughs> too much dumb backstory. The whole yellow skin thing was... Oh my God. Mike liked it. I did. I know. Yeah, see, I'm curious to hear what Mike thought. All I yeah. could think of was the yellow bastard from Sin City going around <laughs> killing the <laughs> people. And? <laughs> and what's the problem with that? I just thought all all the characters were forgettable. I Fuck, it was like halfway through the movie and I'm finally like, is that Mary Elizabeth Winstead? My wife's like, yeah. I'm like, fuck, I just <laughs> never that was her. Like, the, <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty early on for her. Early generic on. brunettes. Just, ugh. Yeah. I, even if I wasn't a fan of the original movie, I still probably would not like this remake. I just couldn't fuck do it. Anybody who's been a long listener of the show knows that I am a huge fan of the original Black Christmas, and Brian's, yes. and Brian's not, but that's neither here nor there. Fuck Brian. Um, <laughs> um, and so I've, and again, longtime listeners of the show knows I've boycotted this quote-unquote remake forever. So, but I finally, uh, you know, the more I learned about the movie, the more, and the more in the day and age of, like, who gives a shit about this remake nonsense, you know, a movie is a movie, judge it on its own merits kind of thing. Um, So I went in with a completely clean slate, and Christmas Miracle, I ended up (laughs) loving this movie. I I really do. I honestly just... I don't know how. I mean, my wife and I were still talking about it today at like lunch. Like, fuck, that was bad. Like, I don't. Ugh. I'll tell you what. I, I disagree with you on the backstory. I love the backstory stuff. That was actually some of my favorite favorite moments of the movie. I just, I. Ugh. But I do agree with you on the cookie cutter characters. I agree with you in the fact that the only reason why I cared about any of those bitches is because I knew the actresses. You know, if these were completely no names, I wouldn't have given two shits. But it's just like, oh, that's Black Canary from Arrow. I hope she survives, you know, that kind of thing. You know, otherwise, like, I, I really didn't feel the characters were very well developed and what development was there. They just came off as all just mean spirited bitches. Just like the whole movie kind of has a very mean spirited tone to it, which is weird yeah. to say for a horror movie. I mean, yeah, duh. But, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but when your protagonists of your film and your victims are, are you know, as mean spirited uh, as mean spirited as the horror yeah. element, you know, that's where it's kind of like, eh, I don't know. I just, but I'll tell you what, dude, visually, this movie was so stunning and beautiful. I fucking. You know, every frame of this movie. What's that? Parts of it, yes. Like the exterior shots Mm. of the house with all the lights and shit. Great. Oh, I love the hallway stuff when they're in the hallway upstairs. The shit that ruined it for me was every time, like, they would do the the backstory with the yellow kid. Mm -hmm. It looks so fucking horrible. Like, his yellow skin just looks so poorly done. I just fucking couldn't do it. 
it just ruined it every time for me. I just, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I see. What you're, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, saying. it could be because I, it is a ten year old movie, and I just now wa- rewatched it. But I just, yeah. Because I'm on the other, I'm kind of on the other side of the spectrum for the yellow thing. You mentioned yellow bastard. I was a little disappointed that when we see the killer grown up. Um, when we see Billy growing up and we actually get a, kind of a good look at him, that there's really no other, a, anything outstanding about him other than having yellow skin. And I think that's probably because, like, I was using the same frame of reference of Yellow Bastard from Sin City, yeah. who is basically a cartoon character. He looks like a, a freaking cartoon character, like mutated and stuff. And that's kind of what I was hoping with Billy, because this whole movie for me was like a comic book. I mean, just every yeah. every frame is is visually stunning and planned out, um, almost to almost um, almost too distracting in a way, and in, in you know, but at the same time, it's like I said, fuck it, I didn't care. I enjoyed the visual the the visual style of this whole movie. If if Billy had been more of a cartoon character, not exactly like that, but more. Um... <clears throat> out there i guess yeah then maybe i could have just accepted it for what it was but yeah by the you know well maybe that with could the have, end product it just didn't do it maybe that would have pushed you in that direction because like like i said the, this movie whole this whole movie for me played like a comic book so i'm ex- so by the end of it i'm fine i'm expecting to see like overly outlandish characters you know and um you know i like the the whole you know, here's my sister, but it's really my daughter thing, with the uh, with the other killer character. This spoiler alert: two killers again. But uh, um, you know, so it, the whole thing was just really over the top, like a, to me, like a comic book. And so that's 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 why I really appreciate it. And I just thought it was beautiful. I mean, I love, you know, I'm an Argento fan, so I love a lot of crazy colored lights, a lot of gels and stuff. And what better place to do that than a movie that takes place during Christmas? And those hallway scenes in the upstairs hallway where it's like aerial shots kind of looking down. And they do a lot of crazy camera angles in, in, in this movie kind of kind of to give you that feeling as if Billy is watching everything that they do through the whole movie. We're kind of seeing things through Billy's eyes. But because of that, we just get like all these beautiful green and red Christmas lights up and down the hall that just illuminates everything in this red and green. And I freaking loved it. And like it was nice and bloody, so that appealed to the to the gore hound in me in me, you know. Um yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not without its flaws, but it's definitely way better. I enjoyed it way more than I ever thought I would have ten years ago. So, yeah, I liked it too. Uh, it was, it's yeah. it's not a it really wasn't a remake to me. It was so different than the original, no. which was kind of <sighs> cool, you know. I mean, there's a shit ton of homage to it, and that's the thing. I, you know, it's just like it's just another movie that just happens to be called Black Christmas. And comparing the two is unfair to either movie. You know, to compare it to the original Black Christmas, you know, well, yeah, of course it sucks. You know, but uh, um, <clears throat> but the homage is like you said, a lot of the, the bag head kills, the yeah. attic, rocking chair, and yeah, the the crystal unicorn, oh, yeah. 
the you know looking looking through the holes in the walls kind of thing um even have even having adrian martin in it which i loved i appreciated it because again being a fan of the original film and being a fan of sctv it was awesome seeing her in the movie and she lasted a lot longer than i expected her to as well like the original dead mother in uh, in the first movie died and was like the second kill um but in uh in this she lasted through most of the movie it was pretty nice Yeah, I, I liked it. Um, I the yellow skin did kind of bother me too. Like, but I felt like they used that more as a key to distinguish later on between Billy and the sister more. Mm. Like that was the only. Like, I mean, was there really any other reasoning behind it? Like, there really wasn't a point. He to had jobs. Well, that and the fact yeah. that. He had to have some deformity for the mom to hate him so much. I guess, yeah. But with that said, that could have been anything. Yeah. It just seemed, yeah, a little over the top, but... No, yeah, I I had seen it before, before, but I just revisited it, and there was so much of this movie I did not remember. Like, the whole backstory (coughs) was, like, gone to me. So that was kind of crazy when i rewatched it how much of it i had forgotten but yeah him crawling through the walls i love that yeah that's cool. yeah all the he lives in the house the he's yeah. not just you know tons like, of of really cool kills for sure yeah and so this movie was directed by glenn morgan does anybody know <laughs> what other movie glenn morgan did glenn it, it'll make sense to you when i tell you when i talk about the visual the over-the-top visual style of this movie. Uh, he also directed the Willard remake with Crispin oh, Glover. Oh. So he obviously has a very unique vision because um, Willard is also just like, is not something you see in, in, in any ordinary movie visually. So, Justin, Dustin, you guys seen this? How do I feel about the remake? Yeah. I think it's. I, I I like it a lot. I saw it for the first time in a long time. The other day, I had it on. on I think it was on like Bizarre TV. I think. And I, I, Mike, I agree with you on the how adventurous a lot of the cinematography is in it. And there's a lot of set pieces. You you bring up Argento, and I think that it's. I think it was done with a similar eye. In that there's a lot, you know how Argento has moments in his film that you could hit pause on and they're almost like a painting. Mm-hmm. Or a certain, some movies have an entire uh, reel that's incredibly memorable. Some movies have like a car chase that's memorable, but there can be little moments that are too. Like one that just comes to mind, you covered a lot of the great stuff about how they use the lights, how, you know, motivating the, the gels and stuff yeah. with the Christmas lights. But one of them that's so cool, and I, and I now think about when I'm watching a movie, the moments that they probably storyboarded from day one, like this has to be in this film. Like this is a moment I want to have in this movie. And, and I don't know why it struck me so, so strong, but the sequence where the they have the the baby carriage upstairs and it's on fire and it's falling down through in between the walls yeah uh-huh. you know little things like that 
And, <coughs> and and it's also for being essentially entirely in a house, it's a really diverse film setting wise. Because they take you in just about every place you could possibly be in and around the house. Yeah. From under the porch, into the basement, into the attic, of course inside all the walls and stuff like that. They spend a lot of time in the kitchen, which a lot of movies don't do. That sounds weird, but they just don't. And mm-hmm. the cookie cutter scene, I think, is oh, the standout yeah. for me in terms of oh. what like like describe one thing. Like what's the first thing that comes to mind when the Black Christmas remake? I'd be like cookies and yep. the cookie cutter scene. <laughs> For sure. Oh, God, that was awesome. Yeah. So sick. That was really good. Really creative. Dustin, have you seen it? Uh, so this isn't a black exploitation movie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. No, I haven't. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, what's interesting, Mike, is that it's kind of the product of what Black Christmas created like black christmas gave birth to a lot of people in a lot of people's opinion to the slasher subgenre and here this is on the other end of that like the other bookend it's like here's where this thing began here is now the, the byproduct of every of the its source material and all these other mutant offspring that came because it plays by a lot of the slasher rules uh-huh. and it has a lot of the common elements in, in a lot of the splatter flicks so it's an interesting sort of uh, vivisected historical <coughs> contemporary thing that is born of itself in a way, which is pretty unique. Like and I, I think Z- Zombies Halloween's another one that that fits in a similar category, where it's as much its source material as it is what the source material begat. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Brian, did you see the remake? Yeah, I saw it once, like, I don't know, probably back around the time it came out on video. I remember enjoying it. I remember thinking it was just, like, cheesy fun. Like, it had a very playful, entertaining quality about it. Like, it did not take itself terribly seriously, which I enjoyed. (laughs) And, uh... But yeah, it's been so long since I've seen it that I remember, like, I don't even remember the cookie cutter thing that Justin was talking about, so it's been so long since I've seen it that I should probably go back to it again before I say anything real concrete. Well, I think everybody needs to go and, um, if they haven't watched it in a while, watch it again, and then go back and watch the original trailer for it, and then discover why this movie bombed so bad at the box office. Is that different? They reshot stuff just for the trailer. So there is shit that happens in the trailer that does not... Most of the trailer does not happen in the movie. That's happened with a lot of... I think that happened with one of the Highlander movies, too. One of the Mm -hmm. later ones, where they shot a bunch of, like, really exciting-looking stuff for the trailer... And then the movie didn't have any of it. <laughs> That's this is why we need Sam on the uh, podcast right now because he likes Highlander and he would know. <laughs> oh, you mean? Uh, and then he'll go. Yeah, <laughs> he would do the exact scene, the exact movie. Yeah. Love that dude. I just thought you were going to say watch the remake and then go back and watch the original again, and I was going to be like, oh, do I have to? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Hold on for Brian. And watch. The- I'm sorry. It was a cheap shot. I couldn't help it. <laughs> I'm strapping you down to your uh, chair, and we're watching it. 
Oh. <laughs> At least I'll be in a comfy chair. I can go to sleep. <laughs> Fine then. All right. Uh, will. It's spike boring. studded chair. Oh, man, damn it. So. <laughs> just sit there and slap me every five minutes. Wake up. Yeah, I just I hope this you know I hope this movie gets a second life because it didn't really have a first life at the, theatrically and just kind of got dumped to DVD and obviously you know late bloomers like myself who appreciates it ten years later. I'm just tickled pink that you liked it because even five years ago you would have probably not. Yeah, and probably, and if I would have watched it five years ago with that same mindset, I probably would have hated it for the yeah. same. For the same flaws that I find in it now, they would have bothered me. And I think this is kind of where, where John's just... coming from on it. And so he's not wrong. No. Um, the characters exactly. Are, the characters are just <laughs> the characters are poorly Never. written. And what I love about the original movie is I think that most of that movie is, is all character. Uh-huh. And so five, six years ago, whatever, I would have probably been way too harsh on it because I'd be comparing it too much to the original. Here's another problem I have with it. I mean, I when I watch a movie, I try to just <clears throat> watch the actors as their characters, but Oliver Hudson, all I can see is his character from that uh, sitcom he was on. You guys know what I'm talking about? The Rules of Engagement or whatever? And he was the oh, dumbest yeah. guy on that show. Oh, yeah, that, that was him. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh my god! You love that show. Actually, I think that yeah, makes Black Christmas like even better. Now that I now I know it's him. He's he, oh my god! His character on that that sitcom was just so incredibly dumb. So incredibly dumb. But he's not with that much smarter in Black Christmas, really. Well, no, he's not. That's, <laughs> that's all I see when I watch his character. I mean, he's the only actor in that entire movie that actually stands out for me, and that's because I recognize him right off the bat because he's just. You look at him and he's like, yeah, that guy's kind of goofy looking. Like, not really goofy looking, but just, I don't know. But you can't, you can't, can't take him seriously. You can't divorce that character from him in your head because you saw him play that dumbass character for so many yeah. seasons. And, I, yeah, I love that show too because Patrick Warburton's great. But. Oh, I fucking love him, yes. And you, you'd think I would have been able to pick out Mary Elizabeth Winstead because I had, you know, when the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World came out. I had a slight crush on it, but then I realized the only time she's memorable is when she has different colored hair. Any other time, she just looks boring. But see, that's she the th- that's the thing. I don't think it's any of the actress's fault, and I don't think it's their previous acting joy- jobs' fault. I think it's kind of the fault of the script of this movie and the fact that you can't you can't. I mean, I watch what's her face in this movie, and all I can think about is Euro Trip. Michelle um, Trachtenberg. Thank you, and uh, uh, but I I don't think that that's just because those other movies stand out to me. It's just because like there's no real character development in this movie. Yeah, that's all you. That's that makes sense though. Well, that's well, why the, the character oh, development that is in here is all to make you hate them because they're bitches. Yeah, they're all bitches. I mean, it's not like there's nothing endearing to any of them to make. But you... I but I get what you're saying though, Mike. I mean. You, you you're trying to grasp on to some reason to even pay attention to these characters. They're like, hey, that's that guy, or hey, that's that chick that was in that thing, you know, that I watched once. Because yeah, there's the fuck them. They're gonna die, and it's good. Yeah. Get them out of here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
<coughs> Just looking at the pickle. That's all I... Found the pickle. <laughs> Found the pickle. At the pickle. <coughs> Do not look directly into the pickle. <laughs> I just saw the pickle. That it. People are going to be so confused. I know. Right we should not ever be looking at it's stuff. It's green. What did she eat? Okay. Um, I don't know what. That's the wrong end. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Yes, please. I just... Yeah, I just I, I I would love to see this movie get a second life though. It's so big. Become a <laughs> Stop looking at the pickle. <laughs> right in there. It's in there. <laughs> you know what? Ten years from now, we're gonna listen to this podcast and go, "What the fuck are we talking about? This pickle?" Like we can forget these pictures. <laughs> yes. Yeah, those uh, are ingrained in my head. So, Brian, that's going to be our next T-shirt after the last one, and it'll just it'll just say, "Stop looking at the pickle." <laughs> Perfect. That needs to, yeah, make this happen. It's a bunch uh, of T-shirts of inside jokes that we will find funny. <laughs> Honestly, that's all I care about. I don't care what other people think. That's the they kind of the point of this show it. is just shit for us. I don't. <laughs> I'm not here to entertain other people. I'm here to entertain myself. And the pickle thing wins. Thanks, Justin. You're welcome. Happy birthday. For ruining Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) See, when when you told that story that nobody who's not a patriot, you know, is going to understand. When you told that story, I just picture my dad like running out of the room like, fuck this. I'm done. (laughs) Screw my kids. Donate to Patreon and you can understand what the hell is going on. Yes. <laughs> Donate Perfect. to Patreon and you can learn about pickles. And where they go. <laughs> and, where, uh, and the best way to ruin Christmas. <laughs> it would it would have been better if it was a blow up sheep. Just saying. Next year. That's just, that's there you just go. the eye boy in me. Anyway. Okay, so what other movies should we talk about? Try to get back on track here. What other movies? Justin, what do you got since you're going to be uh, popping off soon? Santa Slay. Yes. Cool. He does. And? What about He, does. <laughs> he sure does. He slays. That, I think it's hilarious and amazing, and it's so off the radar still. It's It's got a cast that is will leave you in disbelief at least for the first 15 minutes oh yeah yeah and it has it's gratuitous it's just ridiculously violent it has great cameos and it involves curling it ends up in a hockey rink and has an animated sequence in it and it has uh bill goldberg the professional wrestler and it has one half of Bob and Doug McKenzie in it, and it has. And see, like the list just goes on and like. If you were to make a list like this and hand it to me and say this is a movie, I would be like, I will give you anything I mean, to show <laughs> me that movie. I mean, Robert Culp's been around forever. I mean, he's in it. There's. Oh. It's just it's so much fun from start to finish. The dialogue. It's. I think it makes a perfect double bill with Jack Frost. In oh, that the, the humor in it, I think, is very similar, and a lot of subtle stuff too that you might not catch if you're not 
really, you know, focusing. And so much fun, front to back, and drenched with snow and holiday trappings, <laughs> which I love. I mean, that, that, that's one of the great things about that Black Christmas remake, too, is that it's one of the cr- most Christmassy movies in all of horror, just mm-hmm. wall-to-wall Christmas stuff. And this one's the same way, but you got a giant buffalo instead of reindeer that just dis- annihilates all the women in their cars. There's so much going on. It's great. And, and Chris Kattan dies. Chris Kattan dies. Fran Drescher That's... dies. Well, can I, can I ask this. you something? Spoiler alert. So, so I, I've never... I've seen the opening scene 5,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> At least. Because it was on one of the loops at Insane's Asylum. Oh, oh sure, yeah. And you poor thing. Well, I always assumed it was the best part of the movie. I mean, you know, because it's all all the names are right there in that first scene. I mean, yeah, every and, scene and, yeah. is the best and, part. Of and they the all kind of die. So I'm like, does the movie kind of die there too, or is it actually no? Do you like? I don't think it's good after that. No, I think I think that opening is brilliant. In that it's oh, yeah. so packed full of surprising faces that it's it just insane. makes you go, "What the hell?" <laughs> it throws you off the rails a little bit. I mean, the killer Santa takes a back seat. I mean, he's at the heart of all the madness, yeah. but it all you're left with is just like as that scene ends and it move transitions into the film proper, you're just left going, "Like, what did I just witness?" <laughs> like, it just it takes you and sort of like slaps you in the face, and then the rest of the movie it establishes this. It's it. it like there's no boundaries, and I think that that opening sequence sets the tone for that. And then from that point forward, it's there's, just it's all in. There's animals and in the ceiling is, fan in that opening sequence. That means there is no boundaries at all. <clears throat> it's yeah. I mean, the Zane from that scene carries through, <laughs> and just everything. It's That's cool. A lot of fun. And I don't know if it has any like good distribution. I know that it has. I have it on. DVD. I'm not sure if it. I, don't, I doubt it made it to Blu-ray. It's well, I was just looking that up, and I think what I saw was it possibly got like a Blu-ray release over in Germany, and oh. they called it a very bad Santa. But I'm not sure <laughs> if it's the same thing. <laughs> Which that I can't you know, very appropriate. But uh, yeah, I'm not really sure. I, I'd love a Blu-ray release of it here in the U.S. Yeah, it's, it's. I think it's because of its limited distribution and because it's. But uh, it, it's just unfortunate. It's one of those movies that you see and you go, why, why isn't this beloved? Why isn't this treasured? <laughs> and I think within, it's really one of a kind. It's only akin to Jack Frost, but it ups the ante on every front from the comedy to the, I mean, all, all of it, all around. I, I really think it's one of the unsung heroes in all of horror. And to have, to have the animated sequence in there, I mean, it just really yeah. is. It offers oh, I love the animated sequence, yeah. Well, yeah, it kind of takes the rank and bass stuff and put, turns it on its head, you know? Yep. Well, and honestly, I mean, I really enjoy the story overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, just the actual plot, the whole thing between, you know, Santa and this this angel, and... Yeah. There's actually a, a lot of good stuff going on. Like, it's... It's a good plot. And yeah. And they just, they more just than build around like it. Right. Yeah. Right. You can tell that a lot of heart went into it. It reminds me 
Oh, what was the movie? I I can't believe the name's escaping me right now. The one where Alice Cooper had a cameo at the crossroads and he played the devil. And I, oh man, I cannot remember. It was about a rock band who become vampires. Oh, oh fuck. What is the name of that? Come on, Brian. You know this. It was like mid 2000s. Really good movie. I, I can't believe it's escaping me. But it, it's, it's very similar to that, where it has a great sense of humor, but it also has a lot of darkness in it. And it's got, it goes places where a lot of films don't, namely into animated stuff. Suck. Things like that. Suck. That's it. Yes. yes. That's, that, that, that's another one that I just cannot believe. I've never even more heard of that movie. I've... A lot of people go, a lot of people say, like, like uh, you know, this movie is is under-celebrated. They talk about a lot of movies that don't get enough praise, and they're talking about, like, I don't know, Sweeney Todd or something, <laughs> which is a huge movie that millions of people love, right? But then there's movies like this that are genuinely different, that are often beaten path and offer so much that legitimately are hardly discussed by anybody, and it just breaks your heart. I think mean, it makes you realize how much is out there that we're missing too, yeah. and it can drive you crazy just whimpering in the corner. It's like the WebMD of <laughs> film thought is when you start realizing how much good shit's out there that you're never going to see. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, you you talked about the all star cast at the beginning of the movie. Do we forget that Dave Thomas plays the the pervy priest in the movie too? No, I said that earlier. Oh, I did was, you? Oh. That as one half of Bob and Doug McKenzie, which is another holiday staple. Like I think The Strange Brew is one of the greatest winter movies ever, if not the. <laughs> and so to have him in it, and, and now you have but one of their records on vinyl. Now, yeah, now I can. Thanks to me. Have the, yeah, thank you, buddy, for that. <laughs> you can't even play, <laughs> which makes it uh, better. Look, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's still sitting on top of my tree. I crammed it. Really? <laughs> yeah, that was the best. Anyway, Santa Slay, awesome. Good Santa stuff. Slay is awesome. <clears throat> Dustin, what Christmas movie do you want to bring up? I don't know. What Christmas do- movie do I want to bring up? I don't know. I th- <laughs> everything that I've seen is everything that we've already talked about. And I, I just I, I don't want to rehash anything that we've already talked about. I mean, and it's like it's all the cliche stuff, too. Like... Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and you know stuff like that. I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I have a question for you. Or so, like, I feel like the torch was passed to you a few years ago, and you diligently picked up the torch to spread the good word of Treevenge. <laughs> and I was wondering if you had done that yet this year, if you've been able to pass it on to the next generation. <laughs> Uh, I, I, yeah, I think so. I always forget about Treevenge. It's, uh, I have a Christmas party every year, and everybody wants to watch it every year. And, and even last year, it, it happened. Uh, and it's, it's, it's funny because, uh, have we all seen Treevenge? Hells to the yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I thought most of us have seen it. Um, if you haven't seen it, watch it on Vimeo. It's free. It's Jason Eisner's short film about, well, tree vengeance, I guess. 
Um, Brilliant. You know, I, we show it every year at a Christmas party, and it, it's it's fun. If you've seen it, it's good. But what's more fun is to watch the reactions of the people uh-huh. that, that that are watching it after you've already seen it, because you know some people they you know they they smile from ear to ear, and some people you know frown you know all the way down to their armpits. So I mean it's <laughs> it's different for everybody, but it's pretty amazing. Uh, I think it's maybe about fifteen minutes or so, but it uh, you know it's it, that yeah. That 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 sh- that's just a short film, but that to me is probably one of my <laughs> one of my favorites <laughs> for sure. It's the most brutal thing within fifteen minutes about trees that I've ever seen. And it's just <laughs> so well what a, shot. What a sentence you've um, never said before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Never thought I'd say that. Uh, probably watch it again this year. Uh, just because, but we watched it earlier. We showed uh, uh, maybe a month ago. We uh, after Thanksgiving watched it um, with some friends who had never seen it before, and they kind of lost their shit. And it was almost like an immediate like rewatch, like because so many things <laughs> happened at once. The the uh-huh. kills are just so good with the you know trees killing people in different ways. Um, yeah, I don't know why this wasn't made sooner, and hopefully people stay away from it as you know, as far as um, trying to make a full length, um, and you know, because he oh, did no create Hobo though. with a shotgun, um, and you know they came and did Hobo with a shotgun full length feature, and but that but that was good enough, I think, to make a full length movie. <clears throat> this. I think it works so well because it was short, and yeah, uh, you know, the humans are so over the top and so unforgiving that if that were to go on for an entire hour and a half, I think it would get old pretty quickly. But um, yeah, just I, yeah, that's definitely one of my favorites for sure. So Brian, you said you'd never seen it. No, it's I've heard of it before, but I never knew where to where to see it and I guess it just never occurred to me to go look on YouTube or wherever but I will be checking that out this weekend probably. There's two versions well there's there's one version but uh, <laughs> the YouTube upload is complete garbage. It's like okay. some. it's like they, they, they yeah. compressed it so much it, uh. it's awful but it's beautiful on Vimeo because it's, eight, it's real HD it looks great um, you know, you can see all the details because you want to see this and all its, you know. <laughs> so she, which means my ancient piece of shit computer probably won't be able to stream it. It'll have a heart attack and freeze up on me like it did when I was trying well, to watch Good Tidings this week. Vimeo's a little bit better than YouTube, as in letting it buffer a little bit of ways to where then you can watch it in the quality it's meant to be seen. So it should be good. Brian, you'll get hooked right away because the opening credit sequence is a, a shot, a series shot of of Christmas trees being cut down to the to the music of Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> okay, sold. <laughs> <coughs> and I think the characters are so over the top in in the movie too, Dustin. To your point. Because I see the movie as we're seeing everything through the trees' eyes. Right. Yeah. And the trees, trees see us eyes. as like these hideous monsters. It's it's funny to think about like what would if it, 
to put yourself in in the tree's position to what would what would be horrifying and that's what they do such a good job with is when they're yeah. bringing the tree in and they start screwing it into the uh, tree mount or stand, whatever you want to call it. He's like, oh, my God, it hurts, you know. And, <laughs> and then, like, they, they put on the, you know, the Bing Crosby music. And it's like the most, uh, you know, neutral music you've ever heard in your life. He's like, oh, my God, what's that? That's that noise. Like, it's, it's like punishing to the tree. That, that <laughs> stuff is what really gets me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I need to watch it again. That that should be my annual watch too. Yes. It's Treevenge. I can't. I kind of forget about it. You know, just because like it is a short film, so it kind of gets put to the back of the mind, unfortunately. So <clears throat> that's why you need to get the DVD. If there was only one, that'd be awesome. Anyway, um. Okay, well, one movie I definitely want to make sure we talked about, because it was really at the top of the list, and I hope most of us had a chance to see it, but for this year's Halloween of Palooza, you know, we had a lot of really great features that were submitted, and my personal favorite out of the submissions for Halloween of Palooza this year was a Christmas-themed killer Santa Claus movie called Good Tidings. Did everybody get a chance to see that? I tried. Oh, I no. Did you did not? Oh, no. <clears throat> okay. Anybody? My computer kept having a fit on me every time I tried to play it because it was... My computer is an old piece of shit and it doesn't like streaming high quality stuff. I can watch garbage VHS rips of old David Hess movies on YouTube all day long, but <laughs> I try to watch something new that's shot in high def and it's like, no, I can't handle the information. And it just stood. It's like, it's like watching a movie on frame by frame where the sound will come through just fine, but it just cuts to like every 20th or 30th frame as a still and it's annoying. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you what, guys. Um, so is it just Jason and I have seen it? I've seen parts of it. Uh, oh, yeah, you running, were working the room, yeah. Uh, but I was in and out, but what I saw uh, looked pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, I, don't think I, can, I don't think I can comment on it. That's fine. Um, it's, <clears throat> it's different. Oh, so you did get to see it, John. Good. Well, I saw like 45 minutes of it. Oh, okay. But that's mostly because my TV was being stupid. But yeah, what I saw though, I'm like, yep, this is gonna be one of my favorite movies. Like it, it's oh, something cool. I'll continue to watch. It's yeah. fucked up. It was awesome. It's like a John Carpenter movie. Yeah, very Santa. assault on precinct thirteen. Yeah, very much. But with you know Santas and homeless people. Yeah, and it's a. I want to say British. Would that be correct? No. Australia. Oh, it's Australia. So it's oh, not... fuck, I'm done. Never mind. Let me just double check, though. Just, just kidding. <laughs> it's an Australian... Australian it's an Australian movie, I think. Um, I don't know if it has distribution yet, but I have seen... I think Horror Hound even co- covered it in an issue. Um, did I know they're working on it. On it. Um. <clears throat> it deserves it. I think it really deserves distribution. Um because people need to see this movie. Well, you, you can watch it on Amazon now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it okay. was for rent. You can rent it for like 
a couple bucks and yeah which is worth it i mean i mean i think even buying the video of it is like six bucks which fuck yeah i mean i don't oh. know how much money that they would get but still but that's still a sale that counts towards somebody in a distro exactly. seeing that See, I, I wish I had known that. I totally would have bought it because I can watch Amazon stuff through my PS3. So, it actually the the one there was one scene that actually was just like, "Yep, that's that's gross." <laughs> the uh, the peppermint or the candy cane. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Shoves it into the guy, and then yep. <laughs> it's like yep, that's awesome and gross. My favorite. Disgusting. My favorite thing about this movie is the killer Santas. There's three of them. They're like three escape mental patients. You don't learn anything about them. You don't learn what their motives are, why they attack this particular group of people. You don't learn any of that stuff. And that's fine. You know, that really yeah. throws back to classic 80 slashers in that regard. Um, <clears throat> their look... And their performances in those costumes are so, like, iconic for me. Like, first of all, they don't ever speak, but yet each of them have such a unique, distinct personality to them that you can distinguish them from the other Santas just yeah, by... Yeah, something about their giggles and laughs and, <clears throat> like, just their mannerisms. Yeah, yeah, even how just they walk. You know, you see yeah. them walking down the hall, you could tell, okay, that's the big brooding leader one. Okay, that's the silly that's the silly giggly one that eats the candy cane. And I, I love how the candy cane and the blood from the candy cane has stained all around the yeah. around the mouth part of the beard. <clears throat> so and then the masks that they're wearing just is a really cool look with the Santa costume. It's, it's silver, isn't it? Like, or am I thinking of a different movie? <laughs> Not really. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of gray. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of Santa movies that I've watched recently that have unique looking Santa masks. Yeah, so I'm kind of mixing up some of them, but yeah, they definitely have a cool look. Mm-hmm. Kind of kind of an old man mask, but like you can't really make out the eyes. They're kind of just blackened in eyes. Um, kind of uh, big noses on them but uh i think a really cool look creepy looking and um unique and oh oh, looking at the poster right now it's so so cool i was totally wrong it's from they're from the uk united kingdom oh so i was right when i said british i was wrong i got excited anywho um to give a quick synopsis of the movie like these three killer santas um, you know, they, they're escape mental patients and they put on Santa outfits and start killing people, but they go to what I'm assuming is an abandoned, um, what was that? Like an, like an old courthouse or something. Yeah, that's, that's, that was my, uh, understanding of Some it. Some public building. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Cause it had like a courtroom and it had like a, a jail, some jail cells. So, um, <clears throat> and this is where like, <clears throat> Like a community of homeless people are living and having a uh, having their little homeless Christmas party, <clears throat> and these killer Santa show up and start start killing all all these homeless people. And how unique of a concept is that? Like, <clears throat> you know, you see slashers. It's always, hey, we're gonna go, we're gonna go kill the coeds or you know, or whoever. But you never see a, a movie where the where the victims of are 
a homeless people. You know, and it's it's very interesting because, yeah. like, especially in cinema, like homeless people are like just kind of like the the throwaway characters, like background decoration. You know, not even really treated like human beings. And here you have a whole movie that's focused on the survival of these like homeless people, the people that society have have, have forgotten and ignored. <clears throat> and and I really appreciate the movie for that as well. You know, by, by having the gall to uh, to tell a story about these particular, you know, this particular group of people, and it not being like ham, you know, like shoved down your throat either. You know, it just it just so happens that this that this movie uh-huh. takes place here. You know, it's not like any bigger purpose or meaning that it's taking place with these homeless people. <clears throat> it just happens to be that way. So, great, great movie. And yes, very Carpenter-expired. The score? Oh, <clears throat> Dustin, I thought you would, that'd be the first thing you'd mention is the, score, is the music. Uh, I don't recall any of the music, though. I remember it being... I remember what I saw was pretty messed up, but... <laughs> I don't. Uh, it maybe that overshadowed it. There's a lot of Carpenter-esque score going on in it, but oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. also there's a lot of like really demented versions of Christmas songs, <laughs> like really twisted, twisted versions of Christmas songs. So, and always you can always appreciate that as well, putting a dark spin on on Christmas music. So yeah. <clears throat> I'm trying to remember. It's I've seen it a couple times now, but now it's escaping me when I'm trying to think to talk about it. I can't really remember. Um, it didn't. I don't think it's like overly bloody, but you know, there's a lot of kills in it. Um, yeah, yeah. I know, Jason. You've obviously have watched it. Yeah. I uh, just my takeaways were all the same. I just. <clears throat> Um, it had it had that great classic feel, you know, very ha- uh, precinct thirteen, Escape from New York, even just like this. Uh, the whole setup was great, and not one, not two, but three killer Santas. And they I don't know. They, like I said, they did a great job of giving them all their own personalities for not really talking and and the characters were all you know you felt for them you want them to make through it was, yeah. it, was it was solid it was good it won it won our best feature category it was awesome you sure did you know you got that one couple that kind of like the leaders of the of the homeless people kind of thing and you know and they're hiding in the jail cell in the basement but the the husband has a heart condition, and he left his medication um, upstairs. So they're they're you know debating on you just really get into I, I really get into their characters and you know like oh they gotta go get the medicine you're just really really kind of uh, are pulling for them. So I think they really did a great job with all the characters in this movie and it being such a big ensemble piece and everything. So. Yeah, it's on Amazon, it's on iTunes, you can rent it, buy it. If you like Christmas horror, it is definitely 
one to watch. Yeah. Good tidings. Check it out. Do it. What other? Yeah. What other ones do we want to talk about? Anybody? I I could talk about all sorts. I was um, happy to see your list there, John. Your pictures. Well, so like, Jesus, I didn't even know you were collecting that genre. Well, okay. So remember, we did a a, a boner sode about our favorite subgenre. Well, guess, guess what? I was wrong. <laughs> it's it's definitely Christmas horror movies. And I, I mean, I don't celebrate Christmas at all. But when you take something so wholesome, or supposed to be whole, so wholesome. I mean, you just make it so violent at times. I mean, I almost like I almost like Christmas horror movies more than I like Halloween-based horror movies. Because Halloween, you know, based horror movies are supposed to be Given. scary. I mean, yeah. it's it's yeah. But oh look, Santa Claus, he's loving. He you like you know, taking blah, blah, blah. this oh, pure fuck, he's killing nice me with the machete. And, uh-huh. Yeah. No, I I absolutely love Christmas. Where did it start for Christmas you? Movies. Silent Night, Deadly Night? What did it? Probably Black Christmas. Ah. Uh, but then, of course, Silent Night, Deadly Night, which is also one of my favorite movies. Um, <laughs> fuck. I honestly... There, there are so many we could talk about. Um, has anybody seen Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 5, The Toy Maker? No. That's a thing? God Mike, damn Mike it, it's a thing. Mike might have, I didn't but know there was away. a way for me to see it until you told me this <laughs> week that they were still they, they were available. Three, four, and five were on a DVD cheapo pack okay, for so like maybe, six maybe bucks. Is Mike around? Has he? <laughs> he probably has, but he stepped probably, away for a minute. I'm pooping. Yep. Okay, so we'll skip that one. Because uh, seriously, there's so many I could talk about. I mean, there's uh, don't open till Christmas. All through the house. Uh, has anybody seen Christmas Evil? Yes, <laughs> the van at the end. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Christmas Evil is a. I mean, just in in general, it's a great flick. But I think it's a good one to talk about uh, in terms of taking that wholesome, you know, holiday and turning it on its head. I mean, you have a guy who works at a toy factory who is just deeply in love with the the Christmas holiday and he goes violent. He goes rogue. Shit happens and he doesn't want to put up with shit anymore. Well, that was specific. I know, right? I've seen this movie, but I haven't seen it in years. You and- only remember the end. I only remember the end, and here's why. Because the VHS copy that I bought used at a rental store so that I could see this movie that I'd been hearing about on all these other B-movie review sites was probably at least as dark and muddled from an audio standpoint as the rip of To All a Good Night on YouTube. Oh, man. So so I could barely tell what was going on most of the time. Oh, you need to get the uh, Christmas Evil Blu-ray from uh, Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah, I should probably... Oh, it's give it perfect. A, give it another chance, yeah. But no, he. I mean, he works at a toy factory. I think. The last time I watched this, I was uh, I was a bit drunk with one of my buddies, and uh, he gets fired. There, one thing leads to another, and he dresses up as Santa Claus and just kind of 
goes on a rampage. Like at one point, he's he's surrounded by people, and they kind of start making fun of like well-to-do people, you know, suits and dresses and whatnot, and they kind of start making fun of him, and he retaliates violently. Like he he doesn't want to deal with people being naughty. Like even worse than uh, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Like he really like takes Christmas to you know to a whole other level. He really really believes in it, and he so, wants to punish people. So it's Christmas Death Wish. Sure. <laughs> you haven't seen Death Wish, dude. Everybody's seen Death Wish. Oh, except, for, except for maybe Terry. I've seen Death Wish. I was just checking. but i don't know i mean i don't know what to talk about with it i mean it's just a guy in a santa suit killing people you better watch out (laughs) that's the tagline yeah i'm just just looking at this artwork it's cool yeah the vinegar syndrome uh releases stellar i mean 4k restoration fuck yeah dude I mean, you got that movie, you got... really wish you guys have seen Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 5. God damn it! <laughs> With Mickey was... Rooney. I was going to oh, say, why yeah, that, why that one that. in particular? Is Well, the the me, whole movie... What now, Brian? I was just going to say, let me ask you this. Do 3, 4, and 5 Matter? take a different tack from the first two? <laughs> or is it, is it more like continuing a franchise in name only with these yeah. individuals? Or is it a bunch more stock footage? It, no, I, they're just different movies in general. I don't even really remember uh, 3 and 4, but what I love about The Toy Maker is the whole the whole thing with Mickey Rooney was one of the biggest people that was like anti-Silent Night, Deadly Night. He, he was very outspoken against the movie, like, how dare they do something like this? You know, how dare they ruin Christmas? And then he needed money later on and then he's in part five which i'm sure part five was really just they made this movie called toy maker and they're like hey let's slap this title on there but still i mean the fact that mickey mickey rooney was against a christmas movie a horror movie and then he's in one himself i mean hypocrite (laughs) well that would be kind of great if they if through the whole production it was just the toy maker on the script and then only when it came time for distribution and the producers are like, well, we're, we'll give you money for this, but no one's going to just go see the toy maker. We need name recognition, even though yeah. at that point, even though at that point, who the fuck's going to remember it, but they slapped it on there and he just, you know, freaked out afterwards. But yeah, he played one of possibly the most racist caricature of a Japanese person in all of film history. Uh, yeah. But he's offended by that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, but honestly, Toymaker, though, is really good. I mean, he plays his name, Joe Petto. Oh. Yeah, I know, right? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Joe. Uh, Joe Petto. Yeah. Geppetto. Anyway, uh, Brian's the lost cause. But uh, he has the pedo toy. Pet. It sounds like pedo, but uh, he's got a toy shop. Yeah. But he's got a toy shop, and some of some of the toys in uh, you know get sold out of his toy shop, turn evil, and uh, some stuff goes on, and then 
Fuck, I don't know. I, is is he the one like it's a big him evil? Deal. Well, not necessarily. It's his. It's his uh, son who's not really his son because he made his son. Does that make sense? Uh, yes. Yeah, of course you get it, but I don't know. I don't. I, I don't was kidding about the Joe Petto thing. Just so you know. <laughs> I was kind of curious, though. <laughs> you are kind of touched, so it's kind of tells. <laughs> I don't know. It's just I think it's a movie that everybody should see. That's all I got. I feel like I we've talked about that whole situa- situation with Mickey Rooney before. Like that sounds yeah familiar. Yeah. So I feel like we have discussed that at some point along the way. But yeah, no, not haven't seen that mo- movie. Well, you should. <laughs> okay. What's this new Krampus two shit I've been seeing around? What's that? Your favorite mm-hmm. movie? Is it? Well, because you know when the first when the no, actually the first Krampus when the when the Michael Doherty Krampus came out, there were like fifty direct-to-video ones that oh, were true. terrible to kind of cash in it. So is it a sequel in name only, or is it are they actually officially doing? I saw somewhere the Christmas Devil or something, right? Is that no wait? Well, Michael Doherty's attached to uh, Legendary Pictures Godzilla 2 now. So, oh. if they are doing another Krampus, it's probably not going to be him doing it. I'm super excited that he's going to be doing Godzilla, though, because that's going to be great. Yeah, and, and uh, Trick or Treat 2 is supposed to be somewhere on the horizon. That's good. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just seeing something about a Krampus, um, some sort of comic. I know that's not a movie, but uh, Method Man, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah, comic book. Yeah, it was like Krampus versus Ghost Rider or something. Yeah, I don't I, know what I, that's I all about. Saw the, yeah, I briefly <laughs> saw something about that. It's like his first. Not necessarily his first comic book, but like the first series that he's doing, he like mm-hmm. wrote that story in. I don't know, kind of bizarre. Yeah, a little but bit. Intrigued by it too. <laughs> well, we just got really quiet. <laughs> That's awesome. It is. It really is quiet. And all through the house. We stalled for a long time. No, we did. He didn't get back. What is, fast where, where did he go? Uh, he, maybe he did go pooping. <laughs> I'm not sure. Jeez. He just wandered on a long time. He's going along. What the and, and then an elf flushed him down the toilet. <laughs> yep. God damn. This just proves that Mike is important. <laughs> oh no! Well, thank he's, goodness he's, he's good not at here to. The ball rolling. Yeah. Well, if if it was a movie that something like if the there had been a specific movie like here, you talk about this, and it was something that one of us had like seen and prepared notes for, mm-hmm. <laughs> then it would be one thing. But it's like I want to take off. You guys talk about some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're the only one who's seen any of these movies. I know. The, uh, yeah, and the only other one on his list that we haven't talked about is Silent Night, Zombie Night. And nobody's and, and watched I, that. I guess nobody watched it. 
I read the plot synopsis on IMDb and it gave my eyes AIDS. And wait I a minute, because you like this stuff, and that's... yeah, but it just—I don't know—something about the whole rough and tumble detective cop on the edge zombie oh. things. Like, oh, I've seen this movie seven thousand times. I don't want to see it again. Huh. Gosh, if it's so bad that Brian didn't want to watch it. It was more, it just sounded too generic and oh, mediocre. Not just, it's a, bad enough, I see. Yeah, exactly. Just just <laughs> competently enough to be boring. And that's that's a big reason why I hadn't seen many 2016 movies up until like the last month. Because <laughs> yeah. so much stuff comes out and I look at it and go, I don't know. Like Trying to think of ones for the stinkers has been really bad for me. Because I'm not just going to go out and watch a bunch of Asylum movies on purpose just so I have a bad movie right. to talk about. Right. Like, old bad movies are a very different thing from new bad movies. Yeah. Where, like, you know, new bad movies are like the fucking Sharknado movies and shit where people are trying on purpose to make a so bad it's hilarious movie. And when you try to manufacture a movie like that, it always is just an utter chore to sit through. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be a, a trip been, coming up with some bad ones. but There have been a lot of movies, though. Like, if you like really go back to the beginning of the year, there were quite a few coming out, too. And yeah, but like, once again, that means I have to actively try to find ones that I think sound awful and watch them on purpose, knowing that I'm going to be making myself <laughs> miserable. Well, well I, I, mean, I think if don't... we all start sharing our lists a little bit, then we yeah. can, you know... I should probably actually start writing a list. <laughs> oh. yeah. See, I thought it was funny because you're like, oh, when people take notes on this, on, yeah, and no, I'm like, I... you're the only one who's ever taken notes on the show. <laughs> I mean, Mike does, but like, oh. I had notes for elves, and I've like, <laughs> I've, I've, I've been really bad at it. I've slacked off the last probably five or six episodes of not having some good solid like research notes for the movie that I specifically want to talk about. But I think a lot of that comes like I've sit down and start trying to write these intros oh. <laughs> and that takes up all my time I'm like, shit i forgot to write about a movie son of yeah, a bitch the actual episode oh yeah yeah did we give up on mike i left for a while yeah we yeah. just started talking about our 2016 lists our next episode oh god just, i'm seriously just gonna do my favorite blu-ray releases of the year like the, I don't watch new movies. John, you gotta watch new movies. You I, have I did. To. I already picked out my favorite one. One? Oh well, my not my favorite. Okay, two, because they occupy the same space. I already know um, what my top, I, top movies I'm just saying, year. I bet you've seen enough to... Uh, I absolutely know what my top one is, but as far as finding other ones, you should really watch The Wailing, though. That movie is really we fucking We all know good. you're going to pick Godzilla, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we all know. I, I wasn't trying to hide it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think you were, but, you know. But, uh, yeah, I, just, I mean, yeah. keep in mind, don't watch The Wailing if you've been, if you're having a few, because it's like two hours and 45 minutes long and it's subtitled. Um, so you gotta sit down and dude, pay attention a, to it oh, don't tell me what to do <laughs> alright <laughs> you're not my real dad yeah you're no. his fake dad yes my bearded dad is the beard back <laughs> yet Brian <laughs> what is 
the beard back yet? No. Damn. Pussy. <laughs> I had a Christmas it's, movie it's a question. Work thing. I can't, otherwise I would. Oh. Whatever. Did they ever make a sequel to Rare Exports yet? Because I fucking love that movie. I don't want them to make yeah. a sequel. That's perfect. Well, I agree, but I thought there was talk of one that was... I don't know, actually. And did we stop recording? No. Oh, no. This is all in there. <laughs> this is all in here. We're going to make him regret leaving for so long. <laughs> you guys like ice cream and uh, steaks? And <laughs> This happened last time. <laughs> we just as long as there's out. not dead air, we're just going to keep talking. <laughs> cat is staring at me, and it's kind of creepy, but it's kind of cute. She's, she's just sitting there on the chair like, what's up, baby? <laughs> she won't even, that's she won't that's even straight up it. derailed right there. Okay. Well, no, nope. She just she knows <laughs> you said that. She uh, uh-huh. picked up, made some noise. But no, nobody has any idea on rare exports. I I, I, I thought I, there I love was that talk. The way it is. I love there it too. Was. I just thought there well, was the, t- talk. Really, know. the only way that you can do a sequel to that. Is a giant monster Santa Claus stomping through? And that's what I thought they were. Giant monsters. Yeah. So you Santa. I'm all about. Well, it's I don't know what. It wouldn't. It's not Japanese, so it wouldn't be a kite. What is whatever the word Finnish word for giant monster is? I guess troll. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's what it would be. There could be a cameo. There wouldn't even be a cameo. That could be the plot of the movie. Is the just exasperated sick of his job hates everything guy from troll hunter <laughs> gets called yeah. in to wrangle the santa he's like god damn it what is this shit now it's not even a troll i wasn't even supposed to be here today <laughs> are you pumped for the great wall does that look awesome or what yeah that does look pretty damn cool yeah monster movie yeah Sorry. so uh, well new king kong Talk about monster movies. Oh, that looks Skull Island looks amazing. Yeah. yeah, that does look awesome. Oh, look who decided to join us yeah. in this derailed episode of. <laughs> Don't worry, it's you're, you're gonna cut all this shit out, right? Oh no, it's too good. No, it's in there, dude. It's been it's 20 minutes of just derailed talk. It's been fun. Anyway, welcome back, Mike. Isn't that the theme of every episode? Pretty much. <clears throat> cool. So where are we? Were we talking about Christmas Eve? Well, you missed everything I wanted to talk about. Nobody had anything to add, so thanks. <laughs> See, now you know how I felt last time when I got stuck with talking about Contamination Point Seven, and nobody had seen it, and I hadn't seen it in like six years. <laughs> I see. wanted to talk about Christmas Evil and Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 5, and everybody's like, I don't know what that is, and then I just made a jackass of myself. Wait, so which... thanks, Mike. Which one's five? Toy Maker with Mickey Rooney. I I I've never seen that one, but I love. Damn it! <laughs> no no no! But I love it based on the pure principle of the fact that Mickey Rooney is in a Silent Night Deadly Night movie. Well, yeah, there's a, there's also that. Oh, and the uh, weird caterpillar thing that like climbs into a guy. But anyway, that's a whole other. So yeah, we tried we tried talking about part five. Yeah. And this should have been my shining moment, but I needed my right hand man when it comes to Christmas movies. And you're like, I'm gonna go take a shit for 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes. John, he what was going to talk about? Let's make him look stupid. Well, I seriously, I was 
Yeah. I haven't been this excited for a fucking episode in I don't know how long. Aww. And then Mike spears on me. Oh, like, I'm sorry, buddy. He should have been there for me. So then he went on about Christ- Christmas Evil. Christmas Evil is freaking bananas, on. though. Talking about that. What? So I failed at it, so let's talk about it again. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> a Christmas Evil. 850. <laughs> what version of Christmas Evil do you own, John? Uh, yes. The Vinegar Syndrome, the yeah. only version anybody should own. Well, I've always. Well, does the Vinegar Syndrome have the uh, John Waters commentary like the Synapse one does? Maybe. I don't, I, don't, I don't watch commentaries. Well, it's John Waters who has nothing to do with uh, oh, well, Christmas yeah, Evil. So, even... Yeah. So I've always wanted to. I don't have the Synapse. Uh, who had it before? I think Troma did a release of it once. And that's yeah. the version I've seen. But I've always wanted the Synapse one. Just for the uh, John Waters commentary. I gotta know what he has to say. I, I could look movie. and see if it has the uh, the commentary, but you know it's like 10 feet away from me. Too far. Uh, so we'll, we'll just edit me in saying yes, yes it has it, or no, no it doesn't later on. So <laughs> It does have it, by the way. Oh, night, the vintage is vinegar. Oh, sweet. Because he was there singing. Yes, they have three commentary tracks. So what, would you call this a... You wouldn't call this a slasher, would you, John? Like, I don't know. I, honestly, I've never really known how to describe this fucking movie. I kind of want to call it a slasher or, or, or an early slasher, but yeah, it's just basically a guy getting pissed off about how nobody cares about Christmas anymore. I mean, the dude is obsessed with Christmas. So much so that he thinks he's Santa Claus. He makes his own suit. He paints a sleigh on the side of his van, so he thinks and he, he's... he glues fake hair to his face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <clears throat> So let me ask you this: What what is your guys' take on the end of that movie? What is going on there? Is that what is going on? Or is, or I think is he's he... at that point. Like that's the... his hallucination. <clears throat> like that's his dying. You know his yeah, brain. I... Yeah, shutting that's his... down, and he imagines it flying away oh, in his boy. van like oh, real yeah. Santa Claus. That dude was slaughtered by the 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 police. And I think that's what, it, yeah. Yeah, that's just that's what I always took it as too. That's just in his mind, his vision that he's really Santa Claus and he's flying off <coughs> into the night in his reindeer van. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I love the I love the toy factory that he worked at because I those toys were real. I mean, I had like the motorcycle. Toys and shit like that. I had some of those when I was growing up. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. I, I I just love those toys because they're all that that solid plastic color. Like this this toy is all blue, and you know this toy is all red. Like there's no paint job or anything. Like just these very very generic toys. And they're kind of kind of fun. I don't know. Low budget toys, I guess. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, the whole toy factory thing. I just, I just don't know if um, what it is about early '80s slashers and the motivation for these people to go insane is seeing 
their their uh, parent or their mom or whoever having sex with Santa Claus. Like that seems like that's that's happened in yeah. in many of uh, in, especially in um, Christmas themed slashers. God damn it, mom! Quit fucking people. <laughs> so yeah, so basically. He basically catches his mom doing Santa, and that fucks him up for life. And like he's obsessed with Christmas, and and uh, to the point where he's just pushed over the edge, and he thinks he thinks he's Santa Claus, and starts. He actually, he actually, when he starts going off the rails, and he thinks he's Santa Claus, he ends up doing more good than evil there for a while. Like he's like giving toys to the orphans and stuff, and. And then just happens to like, you know, start killing p- people at a party with a gun. He just wants to punish the naughty. I, I mean, he really does care about who's been nice and who gets what. Just takes the uh, naughty part to a whole other level. Yeah, for sure. And now uh, th- I can't remember the director's name. Do you happen to know off the top of your head? Oh fuck no. Do you know he is Fiona Apple's father? What? Lewis Jackson? The <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the director of uh Christmas Evil is Fiona Apple's uh what? father. Yeah. <laughs> so there's only one talented person in that family. Hey. It's clearly not her. Hey. <laughs> wow. I know Justin will be on that one too. <laughs> Good. Awesome. Fiona Apple. I actually have no beef with her. <laughs> <laughs> it was an obvious joke he could do. I'm like, this is going to be easy. Everybody's going to be mad. <laughs> it's kind of my up. thing. I piss them off. That's what I do. I'm John. Yep. <laughs> I'm like Fiona Apple. I make everybody mad. With my 90 word title of my second album. Or whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Lame joke. <laughs> Lame album. Anyway. I did not know that, though. Like, how the fuck did I not know that? <laughs> you need to watch your supplemental material more there, yes. sir. I think Bad they talk man. about that all the way back it. on the Troma release version of it. Yeah, it's... It's it's an acquired taste. I love the movie. It's... But it's off the rocker. It's it's definitely not like any other but, Christmas horror movie. But to me, it's pretty straightforward, though. I mean, it's just a guy who really cares about Christmas and loses his mind. I mean, it's not... But his spiral is so not what you expect in a horror movie, though. Like, you take out two or three scenes in the movie, and it's not a horror <clears throat> movie. Well, yeah. Garbage day. I just wanted to. I'm sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> like, help it. When are we going to talk about this? How could we not say that on this episode? Anyway. <laughs> well, because Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 doesn't take place on Christmas. <laughs> or at least not the, uh, well, all the flashbacks do. But And I really wanted to just kind of say it so that you would say it, because I know you like saying it. Garbage day. And it's always better when you do it. Anyway, and then we went to the list, and we there's only one more film on your list for us that uh, we haven't talked about yet, and none of us have watched it. Which one was that? Oh, was that the stupid Silent um, Night Zombie Night? Yeah, I didn't get a chance. You to didn't watch even it watch the movie on your <laughs> list? 
No, because you know why? Uh, I saw it was on YouTube, and I usually, before I tell you guys, the, but usually before I put it on the list, and I tell you guys it's on YouTube, I'll click on it and make sure. And then, like, I didn't this time, and when I went to go watch it, oh, pay two ninety nine. I'm like, uh, fuck that. I'm not paying to watch a movie on YouTube. And I, I should have known better, because it's like 2009. I've never seen a free movie that's... that's uh, that's Recent. not older than 20 years on YouTube, so. Oops. Fail. Well, don't feel bad now, Brian. <laughs> Brian read the description and said, not bad enough for me. <laughs> it, it, it sounded awful. <laughs> I'd imagine and, it would be. But. but, like, just generic, lame, boring, awful. Not like, it was just a... Mm. Cop on the edge has to get back together with his wife on Christmas <laughs> while fighting zombies, and it's like, no, I'm, I don't need that. <laughs> yeah, <A> bummer. <clears throat> Any other Christmas movies? Fuck. <laughs> you should talk for a living. Too much eggnog tonight. Oh my god! Here at the Christmas party. <laughs> Christmas party. Any other uh, Christmas well, movies? We- <laughs> we haven't talked about the uh, uh, um, Tales from the Crypt episode. Oh, yeah. That... Or from the TV show or the movie. True, true. Cause that... I mean, same, same premise, but I mean, you know, two different takes. Yeah, well, and it's all based off of an actual story from the Tales yeah. from the Crypt DC comic. So Yeah. Uh, what's but the that... name of that one? Is it like all through the house? No, what the hell is the name of the... Fuck if I remember. It's awesome, though. Yeah, it is awesome. Larry Drake. And that's the thing. I didn't realize, like, I'd seen that when it first came out. I didn't realize for years that was Larry Drake. I thought that, I thought his, like, makeup and his look in that, in that, uh, short was awesome in that episode. Yeah. It's just, that's what the second Tales from the Crypt episode, I think. And that's one of the most memorable. I mean, oh, by far, it, they, they like blew their load right so away good. on that. What's that? It's just so good. I yeah, mean, they, it's just top notch from beginning to end. Like they totally blew blew their load on that on that whole series right away by having that be like one of the first couple episodes of the series because it's it's still the best out of out of all of them. And that's and that's a great show too. I mean, there's a oh, lot yeah. of amazing episodes, but that oh, one yeah. will. I mean, partly because it's a Christmas-themed episode. I think that's the reason why it will always stand out. But it's just so well done. And Larry Drake was so creepy as the deranged Santa. Ugh. Just don't want to see him staring at me through his through the window. Nope, no. But again, so like... That is Brian. <laughs> what I always liked about that show, again... Kind of going back to what I was talking about with Black Christmas, it it always had like a real comic book feel to it, with mm-hmm. like with the 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 choice of direction of of some of the episodes and the use of colors and and for me with that one, like Larry Drake looks like an EC comic book character came off the page, like his facial features mm-hmm. are. Are like so cartoony looking, but in but evil cartoony, like scary cartoony. Yeah. <clears throat> now, how do you like that one compared to the 
the Tales from Crick movie version. I mean, it's the it's the been movie ages since I've seen the movie version. Yeah, the movie version's really good too, but like, it's not as as flashy and fun as the uh, the TV show one. So. Yeah, but still really good. And that was Joan Crawford played the woman mm-hmm. in the movie version. So. Was the, but was the premise basically the same? Like she was cheating on her husband or something like that, or I think so. But it's yeah, yeah. I remember that from the movie. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the way it was on the the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Word. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. shizzle. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Any others yeah. we should bring up? Anybody else? So we haven't talked any, about any other weird Nazi elf things you want to talk about, Brian? <laughs> really, I think there's just the one. Oh, shame! It is right. It's okay. I'm sure we'll be talking about Nazi elf uh, in the next episode. Clearly. <laughs> has has Godzilla ever faced Santa Claus or Nazi elves? <laughs> I can't say as he has no well, or not the fuck? elves. Is the next episode going to be an elf co- or elves commentary? Now is that what you're implying? No, it should be. No, no. I think I know where Dustin was going with that. Mm-hmm. But they're not really elves. They're just br- <laughs> they're Trump Trump Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, is Terry still there? Is she awake? I'm yeah. here. Okay. <laughs> We're just checking. We've been known to do that before. Any other really movies does. you want to talk about, Terry? Nope. Okay. Cool. Well, then let's. Uh, any honorable mentions from anybody? I mean, I know we avoided a lot of the the classics, but I know we've talked about them a lot too, like the original Silent Night, Deadly Night. Or the site. I gotta ask. Okay, I gotta ask Brian and uh, John what they thought of the uh, remake of Silent Night. I have nothing to say because I haven't seen it. Okay, John. I have nothing to say because I don't like it. <laughs> that's, never, that's never stopped you from talking. It was a shit fest. You talk more just... when you don't like something. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I want people to know I hate something. No, I just I. I mean, I could try to watch it again, but it's it. You can't even really call it a remake. I mean, it barely even has the same name. Yeah, you're right. But they were billing it as a remake. I just even as a horror movie, just on its own, I just didn't think it was really that good or memorable. I mean, there was a couple scenes, yeah, that were pretty brutal, but it just didn't do it for me. The well, naked I still girl buy the chipper. Yeah, I'll still buy it <laughs> as long as. I mean, it's essentially a Christmas slasher movie, so I need to own it for my collection, but I don't know. It's nothing special to me. Okay. Hmm. All right. Surprise, Hmm. surprise. John didn't like something. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Just kidding. You're wrong, but just kidding. kidding. It stinks. So, (laughs) anyways. Any honorable mentions out there from anybody? Uh, all through the house. I think people should check that out. I it's thought about one. I thought about putting that on the list, but I wasn't it's, sure if we'd be able to. It's find really it. good. 
I, I mean, I really liked it a lot. Uh, great story. Um, great gore. Just a fun movie. Um, not as well made, but still <coughs> fun. Uh, Dismembering Christmas. I think people should check out. I haven't even heard of that one. I just got... It's through uh, Slasher Studios. They basically just make slasher movies. Uh, like, Don't Go to the Reunion and... Uh, I'm trying to think of another name, but yeah, Dismembering Christmas. I mean, it's a fairly short, full length. I mean, it's only like an hour and ten minutes, but it's well made. It's fun. I mean, early, you know, early 20s, you know, kids, you know, out, out in a cabin, you know, and they die horrible deaths. You know, the usual. But uh, that's that's a good one as well. Cool. And newer, so I mean, you know, get give them support. Hopefully, they keep making good movies. Cool, cool. Anybody else? Ah, <laughs> you know, it's got Gremlins. That's sure. It's a staple for this time of year. That's just, yeah, that's just a given. Yeah. Anybody else get the soundtrack for that that Mondo just put out? With the uh, the uh, moisture and and heat sensitive no stuff on the cover. No. Did you? Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> of course, Gremlin when I come up, I'm gonna steal it from you. I mean, <laughs> I'll just go to Brandon's and steal his. Yeah, he's, that's he's probably easier for you. <laughs> he's got like five copies, probably. <laughs> yeah, there's the cover is just. Uh, stripe like holding some christmas lights but i guess if you take like a warm damp i mean obviously you don't want to soak it because it's cardboard than the sleeve but <laughs> if you take like a warm damp cloth and and rub it over it more parts of the artwork appear neat yeah mondo rules yeah they do they do some great work well and if you put the light or the the vinyl up to the light doesn't it show something yeah, I think so. I, I actually haven't opened it yet, so Jesus <laughs> I Christ! With it, I just yeah, I know. I hear if you lay it uh, horizontal on this machine that turns it around, <laughs> it makes noise too, guys. What? Yeah, it does. What? Yeah, dude, you gotta have a special blowing. machine. Like Justin doesn't uh, even have one. So fucking yeah, what a special jerk. machine that your grandparents used to have. <laughs> and then weirdo nerds like me and Brian. Yeah, I've got one too. Yeah, but I'm a weirdo nerd too. But if you touch it, it changes <laughs> colors. Sorry, we didn't mean to leave you out. Include <laughs> me. Include me. We have teacher, to stick teacher, together. Teacher. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> all right. Uh, eggnog is taken over. It has. They're all. <laughs> eggnog. We're all photocopying our butts on the copying machine at the office Christmas party now. <laughs> okay, so I do that because it's a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's take a break, and when we come back, it'll be segments time here at Attack of the Killer Podcast. Badasses, Boobs, and Body Counts is a weekly podcast that discusses grindhouse and exploitation cinema. Your three hosts, Mike. It's a quick. <laughs> Thank you. Come again. Not racist at all. 
Mark, if you bend over and you have what is essentially a pubic cottontail coming out of the crack of your ass, you need to do some goddamn grooming. And listener favorite, Iris. I do not have sex with that horse. <laughs> will make you question your own political correctness while laughing at theirs. Episodes drop every Sunday and can be found by searching BB and BC Podcasts via Lipson, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and iHeartRadio. You can also listen to episodes directly from the show's website at badassesboobsandbodycounts.com. Hey, horror fans. This is Mike, one of your troop leaders over at the Horror Scouts podcast. I, with my co-hosts Brian and Nick, want to invite you to check out our show. We post new episodes every Tuesday and alternate between movie reviews and general discussions about horror. So whether we're handing out merit badges for things like writing, directing, and gore, or just talking around the campfire, we'd love for you to join us. Head over to horrorscouts.com for more info and subscribe to us on iTunes by searching Horror Scouts Podcast. You can also find us along with all the other awesome shows on the Phantom Podcast Network at downrightcreepy.com. And if you prefer social interaction over spending time with the bodies hidden in your shed, reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter with at horror underscore scouts. So grab your headphones and wrap a bloody bandana around your neck. It's time to sign up and be a horror scout. Greetings, Earthlings. My name is Clorax. From Uranus. The, the planet. The planet. And I am here to destroy the planet Earth. That is unless you donate to Attack of the Killer Podcast Patreon. By donating to Patreon, Attack of the Killer Podcast will give you several amazing perks. For $1 a month, you will get access to donor-only activity feeds and updates, commentaries, and messages from the Attack of the Killer Podcast crew. $2 or more a month, you will get that and listing your name on our website. $3 or more a month, you'll get all of that, plus the playlist of all of the Attack of the Killer podcast music, including my favorite, like this one. $5 or more a month, you'll get a personal shout-out on the upcoming next episode. And for a measly $10, you get to pick the next commentary track episode that Attack of the Killer Podcast does. Yes, you will get to pick one commentary track that the Killer Podcast crew will lovingly and hilariously talk about and make fun of throughout the film for your enjoyment and pleasure. So, in order to save your measly little planet, be sure to donate to the Attack of the Killer Podcast Patreon campaign. That's patreon.com backslash A-O-T-K-P. And it's segments time. Here on Attack of the Killer Podcast, and it's time to start with shoutouts. It's time for shoutouts. 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 All right. Um, just ask what your favorite Christmas Xmas themed inspired horror films that you like to watch this time of year, and. Got a whole slew of answers. I'll start with Brian Boutain says Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Gremlins Tie for me. Always do both. That's good. Doug Vork says Each year I try to make it through all 83 minutes of Christmas on Mars, and I think this is going to be the year, though not all in one session. <laughs> Christmas on Mars? 
I don't know that at all. Whoa, it's is, got is you that intrigued, anything though. like Santa Claus conquers the Martians? That's what I. That's the first thing that popped in I, my head too. I can understand not being able to sit through that all in one go. God, that movie's awful. <laughs> it's Doug, a masterpiece. Shut up, Doug. Send us a link because this is a crappy movie. These guys haven't heard of. Got their attention. <laughs> Commentary track. <laughs> Tim Lennerer says, It's just not Christmas until that gremlin's head motherfucking explodes in the microwave. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Thanks, Tim. It's good to have motherfucking in all caps on our website. Especially about our Christmas episode. Yeah. (laughs) Jack Christensen says, uh, We start out the Xmas episode of Tales from the Crypt and All Through the House. And when we move on to Gremlins and my absolute favorite Christmas evil. Woot woot. Jack's a cool kid. Derek Patello says, Black Christmas, of course. Deep Red deals with childhood trauma at Christmas. And the, jo- and the Joan Collins segment of Tales from the Crypt is another favorite. And he posted a picture. Hell yeah. Of, of Joan Collins. Matthew R. Holland says, Guilty pleasure, Santa's sleigh. Woo! Maybe someday I'll watch the rest of that movie. What? It's so good! I'll just make a a loop of the the rest of the movie and play that over and over again. Commentary. And then Dustin Pryor uh, commented on his comment saying, I'm Santa Claus, not fucking Dracula. I assume that's from Santa's sleigh. I couldn't tell you. It's been a while. So okay. Sounds uh, like it, though. Steve Vessel says, Elves, Silent Night, the remake, which I liked a lot. Krampus, P2, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Black Christmas, Rare Exports, just to name a few. So good. Derek John says, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Krampus, Christmas Evil, Black Christmas, 2006. Uh, like I said before, the original is too boring for me. Boo. <laughs> I think uh, Brian's starting a fan club. <laughs> John says boo on boo. comment as well. David Phillips says Black Christmas, Silent Night, Daily Night, Silent Night Remake, Black Christmas Remake. <clears throat> Izzy Sutton says, just watched a Christmas horror story on Netflix. Definitely a new classic. I liked it a lot. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. The Shatner outtakes during the credits. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. So fucking funny. So good. Like, in the last, I know we've talked about, I think we talked about this one last year, but like, the last segment where it's Santa versus Krampus, fucking loved it. And yeah. at the same time, like, I liked the twist that it was all just in the guy's head and he's just crazy and killing people at the mall i liked it but at the same time i would have been okay if it just would have been a straight santa claus versus krampus scene yeah like (laughs) either way it's great yep that movie was made by a lot of the uh talent behind ginger snaps oh okay that would sweet just gave mike a boner yeah Yeah, a little bit just a little one (laughs) mostly because i'm thinking about what's your name you can't remember your girlfriend's name. Uh, Catherine Isabel. Thank right. you. Okay, and then uh, <clears throat> next comment, you'll have to go to our Facebook page 
and see this comment. Um, it's from Eddie Spaghetti, and um, he put a little gift from uh, 3615 Code Father Christmas. And there's some clips from it, and it. Do you want to talk bananas? This looks pretty amazing. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> it's beautiful, he says. And then Michael Watkins replies, "WTH?" And Eddie Spaghetti says, "The entire room's reaction when I spoke about this movie on a panel at a horror convention once. Same response. It looks yeah. pretty cool. <coughs> so I have to find that movie somewhere, so John can buy it." Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Chris Hall says Santa Slay is a very underrated film, and a Christmas horror story is a is great a great new film that came out on Netflix. Uh, it'll definitely make you say, "Huh, I didn't see that coming." That's right. And then Adam S B uh, says Krampus, the Christmas Devil, and posts a little picture of it. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know either. That's one of those weird, yeah, like offshoot ones. Asylum. <coughs> yeah. Maybe it's fucking maybe awesome, it's, maybe guys. It's awesome. Yeah, we don't it know. Could be. Yeah, look we'll at, have to look at see. Are you on the naughty list? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, hey, Adam SB likes it, so shut up. <laughs> Chris Billion says P two and Jack Frost. Yay, Jack Frost! Woo! Jack Frost. So that I new disc put... is awesome, John. Huh? That new disc is awesome. I, oh, I've almost pulled the trigger oh, on it so many times. Oh, you should have. Still, buy it. It's I glorious. Know. Yeah. <coughs> I probably won't get the cool cover, but it looks... Nah, they made like 3,000 of those. You'll have no problem. Oh. How's the transfer yeah. look? It looks great. I mean, seriously. They, is it kind of cleaned up? Bit... Yeah. Looks perfect. The like best I, it'll ever look. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, like, I don't think it's ever gonna look like super awesome, just because the way it was filmed. <laughs> but like, but no, was, it does actually look really great. Okay. Cool. Cool. Where was I? Oh yeah, Mike Murphy says the magic Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> is that what's in Brian's pants? <laughs> yes, it is. It is green. So, <laughs> yeah, you might want to get that checked out. Yeah, now that yeah, that movie is definitely special. <laughs> oh, you've actually seen it? Yeah, well, Mike did it. Uh, he does a podcast called Badasses, Boobs, and Body Counts, and they had a oh. YouTube channel for a while, and they did a commentary track on that movie. So I watched that. It's that's pretty dumb. I mean, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, big shout out to Badass Booze Body Count. Their uh, it, uh, they, their new promo just played in the intermission. There, you just heard a little bit ago. So that's the Mike Murphy from them. Yes. Uh, next uh, next comment is from Good Tidings. Woo! The movie guys. They nice. say here's a new one for your Christmas list, and then there's links right there to Amazon and iTunes right there <laughs> for you. Awesome. Ya. There you go, guys. Yeah, very Check cool. it out, seriously. Yeah, really stoked for that one. Simon Tom says, Treevenge. Yeah. Brian, I want to, we got to hear from you after you watch that. Cause mm-hmm. I've got I can't wait it. for you to watch it. Oh, <laughs> and watch it with the kids, because that's what you need to do. 
Okay. For sure. He but will, not. though. That's I know he will. He actually will. <laughs> so I don't know if that was like a challenge, if you were like teasing no, me. His, and I his daughter will stop. have the most amazing social commentary for that movie. Like, No, it's just the movie's so fun. This happens. It's so fun, even though it's awful. But it's so fun, the kids will love it too, I think. Because like Dustin said, it's, it's it's so fun to watch reactions. Even the death of the little baby. Well, that's why I... Yeah, anyway. That that baby deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of punishment, uh, Justin Jordan says the Star Wars holiday special. Yes! <laughs> yes! No! Dust that out. Get that out. Let's put it in. No. Well, watch it with the riff tracks. <laughs> Maybe. That would be... Oh, do they have awesome. riff tracks of that? Sweet. I gotta get that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Sweet. Didn't know that. Shit. And that's the only way to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what do they do for the fucking... All the... Uh, the hairy people stuff. I totally blanked. <laughs> Wookiees? Wookiees. <laughs> Jesus. I feel like... You know, you know the hairy people. All the scenes hey, of them standing around going... What do they riff? What do they riff during that? A combination of uh, <laughs> making fun of what Wookie home life must be like and oh. speculating on what the dialogue is oh. supposed to be. Okay, that's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Translating the Wookie Wookiees. 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 Oh my god. Jason's like, you know those guys that move things you with know, their minds. With the and then the, the hairy guys. The and Jedi's. That. That's it. And the, yeah. Oh uh, what? Damn it! It's too late. Bedtime. You know the um, movie with, with the wars and in, in amongst the stars. What's shut that up! <laughs> okay, I got a few more. <laughs> Brian uh, McNeil. Is that is that an I or an, uh, now McNeil? I can't even. It's an I. Is it? Brian McNeil says, "I always think no Christmas is complete without a watch of The Exorcist." Don't they? <laughs> <That's a good laughs> okay. Isn't it? Well, isn't I that mean, a Christmas party? Christmas that, is traditional. There is Christmas Christian in there. Isn't that a Christmas party where she pees on the carpet? Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. But it's not and what you think. And there's snow and it's the winter it, it season. Is, yeah, and there's Christmas party at the end and all that. Where? Oh, that's so. Yeah. But it's just the last thing I think of about with the exorcist. Because yeah. if your faces looked like Mike's face when I said the exorcist, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck is it talking about? <laughs> Did they understand the question? <laughs> but yes. No, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Where the hell am I? Okay, Melissa <laughs> Snyder says, Krampus, Heart, Woo! and Gremlins. Shout out to Melissa. Woo! Melissa, what's up? Paul Downey says Krampus and Black Christmas. And lastly on the Facebook, we have Michael Watkins says Black Christmas, A Christmas Horror Story, Krampus, Silent Night, Deadly Night, P2, or is that Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2? Yeah, probably P2. Yeah, there's so many commas. Um, And Gremlins. Alright, thank you so much, Facebook. And over on the Twitter, guess what, Mike? Fuck Twitter again. Oh, fucking Twitter. Those Twitters. Hers. Nothing. Where's all the love for Jaws the Revenge? Oh. Shut up, Brian. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you had your chance. That does take place during Christmas. 
in the Bahamas. Oh. So don't forget, you can leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to do it. Just just reply. And you can also call in 415-952-6857 or 415-95-AOTKP. Leave your comments, questions. You want to know if Brian's tree is really green? Whatever it is, just let us know. And that's shout-outs. Thank you, Jason. That's right. As always, that was awesome. Yeah, I know, because I did it. And now, a poem. <clears throat> Twas the podcast before Christmas, and the hosts of the show were trapped in their homes by a supernatural snow. Their movies were nestled all snug on the shelves, while in shadowy corners lurked Nazi sex elves. <laughs> <laughs> Santa was tied up and gagged in his sleigh While wearing his costume, slashers stalked for their prey When out in the street, there arose such a scream I sprang to the window, hoping it was all just a dream A great pool of crimson sparkled on the lawn Already freezing, we could skate it come dawn Dead bodies were scattered all pallid and gray, awaiting pickup on the next garbage day. <laughs> <laughs> Another one, good. Then a deafening crash was heard on the roof, followed by footsteps of mighty cloven hoof. With much apprehension, I ventured outside to see this new horror with my own two eyes. As he clanked his great chain and shook his bundle of sticks, Merry Christmas, motherfuckers! roared the Krampus. Now here's Insane's Picks! That's the best one yet. That is the best one yet. Love it. So I was really racking the brain trying to think of like a Christmas movie that we haven't talked about that I could um, put in Saints Picks that qualifies in Saints Picks. I couldn't think of one. So I went with something that uh, I have watched recently for the first time ever. And years and years of studying what I consider to be insane pick style movies every once in a while you get to that movie and you're like that's the most fucked up thing I've ever seen well I have to say now that this one is the most fucked up thing I've ever seen 1982's Raw Force what? aka Kung Fu Cannibals. <laughs> I, I need this already. <laughs> yeah, you do. Why am I not watching this right now, Mike? It's, it's a, a great question. Cause Why? Because you, you didn't buy it from Vinegar Syndrome. That's true. It, it, is it, did they release it? Yeah, it's on Blu-ray. It's amazing. So, okay, well... Uh, I'm watching that right now. <laughs> hold on to your seat, John. you got to hear the premise first. Doesn't okay. matter. A group. Let's see if I can get through this without laughing. A group of martial arts students go on a cruise to go visit an island that they believe is is inhabited with the ghosts of of dead martial artists. 
But on, on this <laughs> island is a clan of of a, a a clan of cannibalistic, laughing, pervy monks who um, who basically take women into slavery to resurrect the fallen um, uh, martial art experts that are that are basically buried on the island for some reason. And there is a Hitler lookalike that runs a woman slavery slavery trade that brings the women to the island for for these monks to uh, perform their ceremonies on. And this group of martial artist students on this cruise, the cruise gets hijacked, um, and they end up a, uh, a surviving group ends up on a raft, ends up on the island to uh, try to survive the uh, now resurrected. Zombie martial artists. So yes, this movie has zombie martial artists. I like to think that um, Uwe Boole, when he made House of the Dead, that this was probably his uh, movie he watched for inspiration when he made um, uh, House of the Dead. Uh, But more importantly, Jason, you'll appreciate this. This movie reminds me so much of Zombie Doom. Oh, fuck. I mean, think about it. A group of people are um, in a raft, end up on this on this oh, island. My gosh. On this island is a cult, and just also happen to have zombies. Kung fu. There actually. are ninjas, <laughs> and and one of the main bad guys of the movie has a really bad Hitler mustache oh. and a really bad German accent. So this isn't Zombie Doom too. I think this the the guy who made Zombie Doom, aka Violent Shit Part Three, right? Um, it's Andreas Schnass. But. Thank you. I can never say those German names. Um, <clears throat> I really think this is probably one of his all-time favorite movies because it is it, Zombie Doom is so ripped off of this movie. It's not even funny. Right oh. down to the fact that it is the worst looking in this movie, Raw Force, worst looking. Hitler mustache, glued on Hitler mustache in in, in all of cinema. <clears throat> this movie is nuts and like it takes like forever. It's basically the um, uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight Jason Takes Manhattan version of this movie because it takes most of it takes place on the boat. It takes forever for them to get to the island and there's maybe like ten minutes of like kung fu fighting zombies. Uh, by the time they finally get there, there's a shit ton of like uh, nudity in this movie. A lot of TNA uh, from the from the beginning to the end. It's just uh, boobs galore. It's great. Um, <clears throat> you know what more could you ask for in a movie? Cannibalistic, laughing, pervy monks who perform some crazy voodoo ceremony to resurrect kung fu zombies. Um, there's piranhas, and there's Cameron Mitchell as the ship captain. I mean, really, once I found out Cameron Mitchell was in this movie, sold. Um, it's got a horde of very racist Asian stereotype zombies. You got some of them dressed as ninjas, others dressed in rice paddy hats, and other ones dressed up as samurais. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, Hope Holiday uh is also in this movie and she the only reason why she was in this movie is cuz she was dating Cameron Mitchell at the time 
This movie was directed by Edward D. Murphy, who really hadn't done anything else. I think he directed one other film, and I didn't even recognize it. Camille Keaton uh, has a small cameo in the movie as the naked girl on a toilet um, on the cruise ship. She basically got paid in cash to appear in this movie. And what is great... There it is. Yep, there it is, son. <clears throat> Jason's got it pulled up. The Vinegar, vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray pulled up on the screen. Um, the best, the greatest part of this movie, they uh, they fight the Nazis. They fight the, uh, the Kung Fu zombies. They beat up the monks. They set off dynamite. Oh, yeah, the bartender. Yeah, anyway, sorry. Um... <laughs> He's going through pictures and it's distracting me. Um, they get on this plane, they fly away, and and all is great. And then at the very end of the movie, to be continued, right off the bat, <laughs> there it is, right off the bat, they planned for a sequel for this movie that unfortunately, tragically, never happened. Boo! That's right, Boo. So check it out, Raw Force nineteen eighty two. You can see it entirety, boobs and all, um, on YouTube under the title of Kung Fu Cannibals. Um, it's also it's also streaming on Shutter, which is where I watched it. And Vinegar Syndrome just put an amazing Blu-ray of it. So it's everywhere, folks, and it deservingly so. It's so awesome. Raw force. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing, right, Brian? Oh, yes. It's. Uh, I can't believe we didn't wind up watching it one of the times you came up here to visit, John. Because, yeah. That's, well, it, once again, you failed. So. It's, yeah. <laughs> it, it's very much in the spirit of things like Robo Vampire, where it's just everything in yes. the kitchen sink. Yeah. Just oh, Robo Vampire utter, was awesome. Fantasy. Yeah, where where you question through seventy five percent of the movie if any of these things are going to relate to one another. It, it definitely has that vibe going on, and much like Robo Vampire, not really. <laughs> so awesome. Two K restoration from the thirty five. Because <laughs> that needed to happen. For honestly, though, the movie was. Wonderfully shot. Audio interview with finishing editor Jim Wynorski. Oh yeah, because he he uh, he edited the uh, the original the uh, U.S. trailer for it. And I'd assume he probably did some work on the on the film as well, as far as editing goes. But uh, <clears throat> but it's it's filmed really well. You know, it, when you watch the movie, you know before the crazy shit starts hitting the fan. You know, you kind of don't... You, it looks better than the exploitation schlockiness that the movie actually is. So, yeah, okay, yeah, Jason's scrolling through the pictures again. So there's this bartender in, in the big party scene. Um, that guy there, yeah. He's got this crazy Brillo pad hair, long Brillo pad hair. Amazing freaking, like, mutton chops that grow into his handlebar mustache. But the top of his head is bald. And he's the bartender, and like his scene is so amazing. Woman walks up to the bar and asks for some kind of drink, and and he's like, "You want that on the rocks?" And she's like, "Yeah." And then he goes to this big block of ice that's right in front of him, and does hiya and headbutts it to crack the ice to make for the ice cubes that he puts in the drink. 
It's so fucking out of nowhere. It's awesome. Yeah, most of these pictures are just pictures of naked women. I know. It's so That's why we're going so many naked again. women in this movie. <laughs> it also reminded me a lot of like Troma's War a little bit there. Like when they all get the guns and just start shooting at everybody. To be continued. Okay. So that wraps it up. That's our uh, Christmas special. The Attack of the Killer Podcast Merry Christmas, Christmas special for this year. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hope everybody has a wonderful and, and safe Christmas. And you know what? What? I think I've learned. I've learned my lesson from you ghosts. I'm a changed man. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> oh, thanks for listening, everybody, and God bless us, everyone. Did <laughs> mm. it? <laughs> There's the cherry on top. Oh, we need to do that for 12 hours. <laughs> oh no, could this be the end of? Wow. Tag of the